And welcome back, or welcome for the first time, our, to our faraway friends, connoisseurs of fantasy and curiosity seekers. As always, we are delighted to have you with us. Um, lots to run through in the preamble today. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, first, he says, as he can't find the notes in front of his face. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> a reminder to everyone, uh, and we are working on um, getting this in the intro, so you don't have to hear me yammer about it every time, but uh, this is a dark fantasy story, so that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to go for gore factor or shock value or anything like that, but there are um, adult situations that come up, not just, you know, all varieties, so this is um, for... Uh, not necessarily for you know younger younger viewers. Uh, use your discretion. Use your discretion on that if you have a little one. So um, second thing would be um, if you are in Austin, Texas. If you happen to, if you happen to have the joy of being in Austin, Texas, actually enjoy now that it's not 105, 112 degrees heat indexed, heat indexed every day. Um, I and at least some of the Dark Port cast are going to be running a table periodically, perhaps regularly, uh, over at Dragon Slayer, which is like a well-known, iconic um, fantasy, uh, fantasy bookstore, now gaming shop. It's huge. It's really grown over the decades. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, either if you're, if you're watching this live and you're in the chat, let um, let the uh, Toby know, and other than that, also helps if you leave a comment because then I can go back afterward. Obviously, I'm not monitoring the chat right now, so I can go back afterward, look at the comments, and kind of uh, get that going. I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to get the word out, and at those tables, I'm planning on exploring parts of the game set, the game setting that go beyond Germentum or deep dives into Germentum, but uh, probably let this region, especially the metropolis, the massively powerful city that's they're, that they're pitted against in this story, really to flesh them out. And uh, and so it's a, it's a huge help to me as a GM and as a storyteller to get to know who the enemy is, um, because of course nobody thinks that they're the enemy. Nobody thinks they're the antagonist in another person's story, unless you're a very peculiar person. Um, but <laughs> every, almost everybody thinks they're the hero, hero, heroes of their own tale. Um, and so do the folks in Leptis Regium. So, yeah, let me let me know about that. Let us know about that. Um, in that uh, in that vein, we have a uh, interim solution for some sort of lore repository, so we can get that going as well. Because uh, YouTube comments are great and descriptions are wonderful, but there really isn't anything that's going to replace a stable, large you know, integrated source. So for, um, like I said, this is going to be an interim. Eventually we're going to have a permanent solution that we craft ourselves. Uh, if you're interested in that, let, let chat know. I know that there had already been some folks a while back who had just volunteered for that. I appreciate that hugely. Um, if you're still interested in contributing to whatever level, I would, I would love to hear about it. Um, also, uh, also comments too afterwards. Same as with the running a table. Eldritch Foundry is still with us. Yay! Um, still sponsoring us, still taking care of your uh, of your figurine needs. 
and uh, you may or may not see uh, some of those very figurines tonight. And uh, so go go check it out. Um, do we have the do we have the commercial this go round? We don't the spot for them. Okay, so we're hoping. I, I think very soon we'll have a we'll have a spot that kind of gives more detail, and you can see some of the uh, the fruits of of their system for yourself. And that's probably the best best way of seeing that. Um, uh, and I think I'm I'm always there's always gonna be something else I'm missing, but it's okay. That's okay. We'll just go in, even even if I take notes. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just always I just always want to get in get into the story. And with that, so to be clear, we are picking up. We we actually have a little bit of breathing space. Um, the first half of this episode is going to be on awakening, and the second half will actually have taken place shortly before. So to put this in context for the players, it has been one, two, three, four, four days since you finished with Oikapam. And you've been sitting with that. <coughs> and Elishly now has uh, Winter's Harvest firmly in hand. Yeah. People are looking askance on the streets, the ones who care. Of course, the kids just see it as one more fascinating thing to, to mess with and, and that sort of thing. And I'll have some more questions for you about that, Allie, about how you interface with the weapon, and both physically and internally. And there has just been a huge storm that hit Germentum, the first of the springtime storms. That was yesterday. Um, I think that's probably yeah. That's probably good for that. Oh yes, candle, candle, candle of tails. Absolutely, candle, absolutely, candle of tails. Let's do it. Candle of tails. Light. You're doing great. There you go. Thanks. Good job. And we have a we have a journal entry from Katrin. Know it. I've been waiting and searching my whole life to find out where I belong and how I fit into the intricacies of this world. I was born in the river, and now finally I know who I am. I found my meaning of who I want to be, and I've avoided it for so, so long, but I can't unsee the woman I saw at Crystal Remembrance. The strongest observance held for the briefest of time. I feel all of their energies, but her force I feel the most. The School of Mysteries has been on my mind for some time now, since childhood. Oh, to teach anyone willing to learn beyond the knowledge and skill they have now. What a city we could be. What, is, what a city we are, but what we could be. Figulus knew where he was sending me. To the tree of Tipo, the mysterious tree. He wanted me to see my beginnings. The moment he enacted Zed, he created me and saved the Crimson Children. He knew the repercussions, but still did it. I know he knew exactly who I was when he met me in my childhood, sitting on that wood stump at Six Winters, right outside the Scrivener's booth, trying to learn from those men that would shoo me away. I would have been in a grave if it were not for Figulus. 
either death by the hands of men or death by complacency. The ley lines that run through the city, we can't be the only ones that know about it. Tipo knew it was an Tipo knew it, and he's an ancient being from a time that no longer exists. I've seen the immaculate power that it holds, and Figulus has tapped into it. The Cognoscentry will never stop coming for him, and now maybe for me. I owe my life to Wesa. Her being there for me has shown me a love I cannot fathom, and her ability to love has given me the strength. Hopefully the gift I have for her is a small token of my love for her. Something is coming. That much is clear. It's time to get ready. Whew. Thank you. Thank you. I got nervous. <laughs> no, you did. You did great. You did great, Anika. Um, most of the people here at this table have Game Through Awakening, but our faraway friends have not seen it. Awakening. When the Earth comes up from her deep slumber of the winter, when the bite of the wind and the retreat of the plants abates. You have, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and determine where everyone is at pretty quickly here. Um, but I'll start with you, Marcus, because you are in the most particular situation. So rekindling for you was four days ago, and that is the springtime observance that you're familiar with. Mm. As a member of the Church of Light, even if you don't necessarily think of it as a church per se, just a way of life, mm -hmm. uh, you are, and you attended your first, um, your first observance, your first, uh, it was your first encounter with how, with the church as an organization. The temple was beautiful steeped with and masterfully cut stone and marble. It's one of only two structures in Germentum that a different person might call opulent. Although even even here, the temple of the the temple of Quailathon for the primes, because there are three different denominations mm -hmm. and the primes are the oldest, the the best established and as you found out by far the best funded. Um, even though they still call it a shrine. Really, it's a temple now. Uh, so you were there. Um, you there were some looks. There were some. Uh, there were maybe even some whispers. But overall, you were you were accepted. Nice uh, there. And uh, at a later date, perhaps we can go into some of the details of that day for you. How the family, you know, how your family responded to that, and all of that. But. I'm going to go ahead and put you put you in your time and place, and then I'm going to ask everyone uh, where they're at, kind of get uh, get a sense on this on this really important day with pretty well established rituals and um, and a, a pathway toward celebration. So, you've been recalled. Uh, you've been recalled by the beacon there. So, beacon would be the word for priest, uh, for ordained priest, and. Uh, in this world uh, for Church of Light. So you've been recalled by uh, by Beacon Flavius. He's an older, sallow-visaged man. 
There doesn't seem to be much physical strength to him, but he has an intense gaze. Uh, kindly, more often than not. A bit of a presence, but certainly you wouldn't say a commanding one. In your lifetime, you've been in the presence of someone with a 20 charisma. So mm. doesn't have anything approach doesn't have anything approaching that. But what he does have is the dedication of hundreds of people in Germentum mm. behind him. So we'll play through that in detail. But that's where you're at right now. And there is a we'll call it your understanding of it would be that you're going there to answer questions. Okay. So, um, I'll go ahead and start with the people that I know have the deepest and longest roots and the longest standing traditions. And all of the fellowship, importantly, because you have kept in very close touch uh, through, through, these, through these formative days, I'll say, of integrating in all of Marcus's kith and kin into Germentum. Where, uh, where do... I guess I'll start with you, Titus. Where do you want to be for this? Are you doing your normal awakening or yeah, awakening thing, or are you with Marcus? Uh, I'm doing the normal awakening thing, but I would have been with him at the start. So I would probably be going to the field to go work, but I'd be with him just so he feels more comfortable. Okay, so you're with him. You're yeah, with him, with at, him the, at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. That's with Jerem. With Jerem. With yep. Jerem. Okay. My where, boy. Where's Jerem? My the baby at the shrine. Yeah, his his ward. Um, I. This is unusual for Merrick, but he's no longer drinking. Whoa. Mm. Wow. He is going to participate in the ritual aspects <clears throat> at the, the fire with the grannies and all that. Once you get there. Once yeah, you get there. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he's going to be out in the field monitoring when he can outside of that. He's going to have to split that up. He, he does not want him by himself. Okay, so you're actually going with him to uh, to this effectively to, in, to this inquest. Yeah. In the, in the morning. Okay. Uh, now... The Kithki start uh, at dawn, and although it doesn't really it doesn't really kick off until high sun, so would you have gone to the um, to the gardens to the gazebo started there at dawn and done some some celebrating there or some observances there yeah. before? Okay, yeah, okay. And I don't know. I know mentioned you mentioned Jasmine stuff, I, which would have been four days ago. I'm not sure how you want to resolve that at some point, but oh no, good point. So you had Jasmine, and there was another outstanding. There was another outstanding scene there was. Uh, that I had you got that I had you guys marked down. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> that was Lady Vale scene that. Yeah, that was me walking away with Olivia though. That's yeah, that's no, that's plenty. That, yeah. That's plenty. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and and, uh, and kick myself. So when one of uh, when one of y'all find, I know there was another. I know there was another player. Chad, if you know that, let us. Uh, bad host, bad host. Oh jam. boy, <laughs> see, there's always there's always stuff I'm gonna be there's always stuff I'm gonna be forgetting. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and resolve that okay. first because I want to, it won't take long, but I want, I want you to know what happened. All right, so, um, that, yeah, you, you had gotten back to your wife. Jasmine, yeah. Uh, to Jasmine, and you waited, uh, you waited, Merrick actually had to wait for a while because she was still with her crew, if, if I recall correctly, repairing the crumbling in the north wall. But mm-hmm. she comes back. Tired, kind of sweaty, a little dirty. Are you okay, my love. Always coming back, coming back home. It's a good, uh, it's a good treat. 
just let me let me wash let me wash my filthy body and I'll tell you it'll make you giggle or at least crack a smile. Of course. <laughs> and there the there's the little pitter patter of even littler feet running down mm-hmm. running down the hallways of the touchdown compound. Eventually, Jasmine comes back. Has changed into a simple uh, simple cotton shift and actually a skirt. Usually she wears trousers. Much better. <laughs> oh. Well, wait until you hear wait till you hear what news it is. So um uh Premla doesn't have uh, doesn't have a doesn't have a husband anymore. She has a wife but not a husband. And so even though she's a bit of a battle axe, I was thinking about maybe introducing well you know her, but I mean introducing the two of you. What happened to him? Uh, oh, natural. Well, I mean, not natural, but normal. Oh, return to the mother. Um, yeah. I, if you, if you know me better than most. <laughs> better than anybody, I'd say. But, Merrick, that means you'd have to sleep somewhere that isn't in a locked room. Oh. At least some of the time. She has her kitling still, so she's not going to come over here. Let's see how things go. Really? Really? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. I'll, um... Just seeing how things go. Okay. Uh, I told her that we'd definitely be at Awakening. I mean, of course. So, uh... I will be at Awakening, but I also need to make sure that, um... Domine does not get himself injured this year. You know what I mean. He does have a way of getting himself hurt during Awakening, doesn't he? Yes, and with all of the things that are going on right now, some that you know, some maybe not, there's a lot going on with the South. I've heard. And with the church, potentially. She puts a hand over yours. Husband, there's a reason that we're making sure the walls are all in good repair. Which reminds me, I still haven't been able to... Mm, doesn't matter. Shop talk. Later. Okay. I'll, I'll pass the word along. Thank you. Are you okay? I want to make sure she's okay. I mean, she, she said she was okay, but is she okay? She says, uh, I'm going to be okay in about half a torch. And she takes her hand and drags you into the bedroom with her. Warning. Fade to black. So, you know that these, you know that these little, vibrant, loving, generous, boisterous people called the Kithki have this thing about the awakening. Of course, you can feel the Mother of Winter's grip slackening, lessening. She never goes away entirely, as nor does the Lord of the Dawnstar. But uh, she's a little, she's a little distant. So how, how do you feel about that? I think she is feeling excited Okay. This new, this new thing she's about to experience, and she's interested in the custom and the ritual. And 
I think at this point she's probably, she's hanging out, she's not around Figulus Nea, she kind of wants to hang out around, see what's going on around the center of town. Sure. She's definitely starting in the sparring pit, and I think she would be swinging her, her weapon around. Okay, you get, <laughs> you get a pretty, oh, um, uh, actually, Allie, maybe I should have done this off stream, but I think it is kind of funny to do this on stream. So um, your character, your character still didn't have a feat, and so I selected tough for her. Uh huh. So she actually has forty-four hit points. What the hell? And okay. You're gonna have, and you're gonna get more hit points. What? You're gonna get two additional hit points on top of whatever you would get every time that you level from here on out. Okay. And I'm not protecting any dogs. <laughs> oh Just God. take it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, a level three character, and, and I saw her roll for all of these in front of my face. Um, this, that's one of the few things I make sure I always look at is hit points. Uh, okay, so you, I, I assume that you're giving them the flat of the blade or the blunt end of the... Yeah, I'm the definitely, like, we're not... Like, I'm simmered, I'm in control, I'm giving them the very least that this weapon has to offer, but it's more to get comfortable. More. I need more. Oh, no. As you're, as you're going through and you feel, you feel a little shiver, uh, Harvest, Harvey, really loves... Uh, Loves that you're in the sparring pit. Loves the feel of strife. You still haven't been able to determine if it or maybe he. You don't. You're not certain yet. Uh, it's definitely not she. Uh, if it knows that there is an outside world, the same way that you know that there's an outside world, it just can feel that finally. Finally, after so dreadfully long of being locked away, protected by those inane temple guardians, it's finally out and about doing the Dread Mother's business. Mm. Make a wisdom check for me. <laughs> First one. 14. Plus. Minus two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't have that high hit points. Yeah, something. <laughs> with something, right. It's too good. So, uh, your newborn self, oh, to, to toddler self now, uh, experientially, mm -hmm. you, so you're there, and you have a, a particularly, a particularly dowdy fellow who's looking, looking at you, and remember this weapon it has, it gives you enormous reach. So he ducks, he ducks under, tries, tries to ram you. You see him coming. Go ahead and make an, go ahead and just make an attack roll. Let me see how you're doing in this particular sparring session. Come on, Harvey. Well, six. What? Thirteen. 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 Okay. Okay. He's, he's keeping pace with you for a while and you start to, you start to feel your temper maybe it's winter's harvest temper oh. you start to feel that uh, an urge and the blade. please don't kill my men <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear that this is coming from the blade not all the time 
I can. It's more like a feeling. It's more like a feeling when okay. I'm whispering. Yeah. That's more like it's more like a feeling. I'll uh, I'll be louder if it ever actually okay. articulates to you. Okay. Like telepathically. So I'm getting the sense that it kind of wants more. Is what I'm getting. You're. I mean, you spar hard. You spar hard. I know your character does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not lopping heads off or limbs. Mm-hmm. So, but with that role at this point in time, you're able to rein that. You're able to rein that in. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I'm so. gonna keep that reined in then. You keep that reined yeah, in. Yeah, I'll keep that rein tight. Buttoned up. Yep. Buttoned nothing, right up. Nothing bad is ever gonna come of that, Allie. You have my promise as a champ. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, when so when you get word that Marcus is going to this thing called an inquest in front of or inside of the largest shrine for this Church of Light, mm-hmm. do you uh, do you go there? Do you go there kind of mid morning, or are you too involved in awakening? Um, I think, I think that I would be interested in going because there's, I've had some interactions with some no-name god that I kind of want to go explore a little bit more and, sure. s- and see if there's any connection to anything I've heard in the past. Are we actually going to have awakening happening in the background or we're not even going to do it on camera? I love that for you. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that, but I don't know if the audience is going to love that. But, um, no, no, I'm actually awakening. Awakening's a lot of... It's been a lot of fun in the, pre, in the pre-sessions. Okay, so obviously you're baking your, your buns off. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Uh, ahead of awakening. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I hear more about the storm that happened the day before? Absolutely. So, Jerementum's uh, walls largely protected you, but you are, uh, there are some minor repairs that need to be done to the roof of the bakery. Mm-hmm. And Publia was just like, eh, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's awakening. Nothing bad's going to happen on awakening, right? Sure. Sure. Um, By the way, important, she has dispelled since the last session. She has negated the horrible envenomation that she put on your normal blade because she does not want you to accidentally murder yourself by pricking yourself or pricking somebody else. Smart. Okay. Um, was it a rainy storm? Was it... It was mostly, yeah, it was a heavy, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a hurricane or a tropical storm. It was just, it was a hard, hard downpour, sheets of rain coming down, and only once or twice were you seeing it kind of start to, it never got, you know, it never got okay. horizontal. But only once or twice did you have some bad, uh, some bad gusts. But the architects of the city did an excellent job in placing the walls okay. to prevent the worst of it. Remember, you're just you're just off of a great lake, so really mm-hmm. it's its own um, lake. Celestia is its own storm system, has its own storm system, its own ecosystem, all of that. Okay. Well, I know that Wesa has been preparing for uh, more ritual. Uh, especially on Awakening, and she saw that the rain coming down was Tlaloc showing up. Yes. So she collected some water yesterday. Uh, Explain to our far-right friends who Tlaloc is. Tlaloc is from my my home, my home culture that me and Alishly share, uh, is a god of the rains, the waters. Um, And, yeah... Wesa really wants to have a a ceremony acknowledging the three 
the three of her, of the Yerlet, which is Tlaloc, Piscotli, and Quattl, which is... Um, the Lord of the Dawnstar. Dawn. Yep. Exactly. Lord. So she's collecting water, um, and she's... Oh, like the, like the rain, like the rain yeah. water. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. I even thought of that. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, I know that she's also busy. Uh, it's a day of much coin. Mm-hmm and prosperity mm-hmm. as a baker, but... Um, Julia doesn't say anything about it. She knows you're, you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she wants to set up a little altar for herself with water, some some of her own blood, and some flowers in honor of the three. Oof. Yeah. It's like you know how to do this, I won't tell. I won't tell. And she also has these um, three stones from from her previous life in in that culture. So she has turquoise and obsidian and jade, and she places them with these objects around. And she's just really calling in their support. Um, do you want your altar in your alcove? Do you want to put it behind the bakery? Do you want to put it outside the walls? Where do you where do you want to place it? Because you've had time to, to construct something. Yeah, it's in her alcove. Okay. Some something that she feels that like she can really protect. She's she definitely doesn't want to be seen in it. Needs that privacy. Okay. Um make a make a religion check. Uh, with advantage. Oh, thank God. Even with an 11, I mean, this day is so potent mm-hmm. and there's so much intent. You can practically feel the Kithki and their stamping feet dancing with their, with their oversized caterpillars and butterflies on top of their heads and running around uh, in their almost um, uh, uh, Lunar New Year, you know, dragons, but for them it's the butterf- butterflies and caterpillars. Uh, you, with the occasional paisa probably, you, uh, you feel, you can feel that you've altered the quality of the space that you're in, of the immediate space that you're in. And if you smell, there's even... There's even a whiff of a different, uh, different part of the lake, mm. a familiar, a familiar scent. Mm. Maybe has a little bit more jasmine to it. Beautiful. You have a moment of wondering if you're ever going to see home again. Mm. You may not. You may not. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to say with that, instead of going out there at the crack of dawn, or as a certain uh, crazy gunnery sergeant used to say at the ass crack of dawn, you, you, uh, that, that's, that's the time before the, before dawn, by the way, they, uh, things in my brain. so, uh, you, you miss the, you miss the, the first part of the ceremony, uh, which, you know, most of the kids are sleeping through anyway, so it gets more raucous as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. And then you've been to the bonfires at night, you know, the activities that go around there. Mm-hmm. So do you, some little bell goes off in your head that it's mid-morning, Marcus's inquest is happening now. Now you are free to go there, or you are free to pursue 
something else as you feel like you've done everything you can mm. by yourself in the alcove. Yeah, well, I'd like to make some coin, so I, <laughs> I, I would like to go and experience some of the festivities, bringing some pies with me. Okay. And happy to bump into whoever, whoever. Okay, all right, we will we'll play some of that out then. Catherine's been kind of walking around the city, um, just contemplating. I think she's got a lot to think about. Um, yeah. But I think early in the morning she did go see Olivia um, because of all the repairs and the storm. I think with that, just kind of gaining knowledge of the city and what the architecture looks like, all of that. As you're hitting the little puddles in the mud. And oh, yeah. The keep, the the marketplace is a morass right now. Mm. Uh, it's pretty muddy, and people are running out to the beach and trying to get, uh, trying to find some sort of sand or boulders or anything that they can do to help the dirt, the mud here, without much success. Mm. Um, I will say she has uh, wrapped up a... Something. A little something. A little something. Mm -hmm. um, and she's carrying it on her back right now. Um, but after Livia, she's going to, I think, go to go to Waisa's card. Okay. Let, uh, remind our friends who Livia is to you. Oh, Livia? I'm her advisor. And she is the twin sister to... Titus. Titus, yes. The lady, the young, the young lady of Germentum. Okay. Um, so that, okay, so that visit was... That that visit then, and that was I would say that was be an early one. Very you know, early. She's she's up at dawn. Yeah. Every day, Very so early. that's just past dawn. You're ready to go in, and you actually help her operationally mm -hmm. try to coordinate the repairs, the minor repairs that need to be done in yeah. the city. Okay. That, yeah. that makes I think she wants to be a little bit more involved in that aspect. Livia is more than happy for the help oh. because that's less. You have an even better memory than she does, which is saying something. Her memory is excellent, but yours is unlike. Uh, extraordinary. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> although you, a thought pops in your head and you wonder if your ability to remember with perfect clarity doesn't have something to do with the circumstances of your birth. Hmm. Seems like it does. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling. Seems, I got a feeling. <laughs> I love that. Curious. Hmm. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna actually, yeah. Let me get back <clears throat> get back to you, Randy. So you're at this. Uh, you're before the temple. This is the. Actually, yeah, I believe this is the only structure in Germentum that has multiple steps on the outside. Well, That's it. Yeah, yeah, the only one. So this is a ramp. Yeah. This is actually a raised. Yeah. This is actually a raised um, uh, structure, which again, mm. you've, you'd never seen. It forces your head. It's not huge. This is Germentum. It's not Leptis Regium. So the, it you know this is a small. Towers This is a small temple, um, but it's still a temple, and it still forces you to humble yourself before the eternal glory of Quailathon. Which I do willingly. Because we just had our time, so I'm gonna take a moment to actually give my my prayers and benedictions to Quailathon before walking inside. You're about to go inside, um, so you see. Um, actually, as you were 
uh, as you were giving your prayers? Mm. I, yeah, I'm curious. Go ahead and make a make, go ahead and make a perception roll. Uh, you did not then. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Never mind. So the, first, the, the first uh, the first moment that you're aware of another beacon, another priest, another ordained priest, and you can tell that by the bronze circlet of faith um, on his on his forehead is when he says, Ave, uh, Marcus, isn't it? Uh, oh, I. Are, and Randy, did you, uh, are you alone? Uh, how, when they, when I got summoned for this inquest, how uh, immediate was the, you must be here at this point kind of thing? Or was it just at your leisure? Please come and see it was, us. It was. It was. It was a firm request. Okay. Uh, it did, but it did still feel like a request. I'll have Alba with me, but the rest. Of the, I was. Yeah, but the rest of the kids are off doing whatever. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, your um, your brother wanted to be with you, but for once, uh, your sister said, "Ah, we've had enough. Let's go have some fun, yeah." And so she has your she has your kids, um, the ones that need the ones that need minding. Uh, the younger ones, obviously, Livius is kind of a young man now. Question mark. I'm going to send the single family coin that we have with uh, Servilia, or Servilla, to actually pay for anything the kids might want. Kind of a little treat for them at this point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. We're getting all of our needs met at this point, so it's just like, okay. yeah. So you have one. Coin. You have one single. You want to explain the the background of that coin, right quick? Uh, my family has never had money. Um, and we have been holding on to one single, like, emergency stash fund for years now. Um, and when we left Pulux, we pretty much took everything that we had. But here, there's such a sense of, like, welcoming and ease and whatnot. So I feel like this is one of those days of celebration in a place that they have never been able to celebrate in before. And they might find something that they want. We have a coin. Let's use it. It'll come back to us. So. That's so cute. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's uh, to me that was love. By the way, that was all uh, um, for our friends. That was all Randy. That had hell yeah. I had no. He had huge autonomy for making his family, the history of it, all that, immensely creative. So that's that's that was not me. Um, so the first time that you're aware of Beacon Gaius, is when his thick hand falls on your bicep, and he's. Uh, and you know he and, he and he greets you. He says, "Son, don't go in there. Stay out here with me." Absolutely. Beacon Flavius. Better, better out here, neutral ground. Yes. In the light. Well, hmm. And uh, you hear a calling. If you like. Thank you. And Beacon Flavius comes trundling out. You see his Templar is with him, uh, a, a dowdy, uh, dowdy older Kuwind man. You don't know his name. He's armed, as all Templar are, but it's not brandishing his weapon or anything, just at his, at his, at his charge's side, because although they are of equivalent rank as far as the church hierarchy is concerned, uh, all the Templarate are charged with protecting uh, your clergy. Um... 
And you did you did notice, and this would be different for you, at that uh, at services at the first services that you've attended here, but your big services because it was uh, it was rekindling, mm-hmm. which is a much more staid affair than the Kifki stomping on the ground and screaming and drinking and running around and other other activities at night. Um, awakening, you did notice that there were wasn't 50-50, but there were at least maybe two out of ten of the people there, three out of ten were Akuand. And you're beginning to get used to, you're beginning to get more and more used to seeing people who don't look anything like you, but are very much uh, integrated into the, very much integrated into the city. So there's some, uh, some of the, some of the brothers also come out with uh, Beacon Flavius. And if you like, that's 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 fine, Beacon Gaius. Yes, it may as well be out here. Lord of Light knows there'll be more than enough to do inside of the temple soon. And at some unspoken agreement, some of the brothers begin to set out uh, candelabras to either side of you. And they very carefully and with intent light each five candles here five candles here to represent the ten right. the ten lights of the prime of the prime denomination which side is the seventh on uh as you as you're facing the temple mm-hmm. that would be on your left okay is there spots on the left side for seating and whatnot oh sorry so it's uh yeah, you're you're actually still on the steps, Randy. Okay. So you could, I mean, you can sure. you could you could sit down, just kind of plop down on the steps. I'll wait. <laughs> um, oh, you're gonna wait. I'll wait this okay. one. Okay. <laughs> um, your uh, your wife Alba watches all of this kind of wide eyed, and I feel like you've accepted it, uh, accepted the opulence, accepted the wealth more quickly. Yeah. Than, than she has. Um, you know, again, feel free to veto yeah, me as no, the player. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fully embracing Jeremantum at this point. She's still, I wish we'd never left, kind of feel. Yeah. So. Homesick. She hasn't said anything <clears throat> since uh, the episode at the gates, but you you know, you know, she's really missing home right now. Mm. Um, but she's but she's there with you. And I, I never rightly saw a beacon, let alone two ups. Very big place, right? We're gonna need more than just our little humble hundred. This shrine makes me feel small. Yes, quite so. She just looks at it as with the with the soaring columns, mm. uh, the roof, and I'm gonna lean into her. I like us better. She just smiles and. Smiles. Take your hand and just move off to the side so the flop, like Beacon Flavius can come on down and whatnot. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of a crowd here, uh, almost all human. Mm. You only actually see one Kithki here, a, a single Kithki. I've, uh, I've never, never met him, but no, nobody anything yeah. discerning, like, can I, could I recognize him again should I come stumble across him or her? Uh, him, and he actually looks, he was actually one of the brothers who accompanied... Uh, Beacon Flavius out, mm. and he's he has a little what looks like a, a ceremonial lantern in his hand. Nice. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to run with you all for a bit, and I'm going to say about that time is when uh, Titus and Merrick roll up um, initially slightly slightly after their you're coming and so you're get you're getting to see this and you've never I don't think your character's ever really gone out of her way to see the shrine Mm-mm. so you get to see this you know to your eyes in this time and place this grandiose looking structure that's raised with the soaring columns um, the pitched roof uh, the, t- the tiled roof uh, all of that it's you know lovely or too much or uh, inspiring or contemptuous all depending on you and how you're looking at it and how that feels mm-hmm uh, okay, you see your uh, Katrin, you know that Waste is going to be out and about. Oh yeah. And you're trying to, uh, you're trying to hunt her down in the bedlam of, in the bedlam of awakening. Yes. And I'm going to say by this point, um, I think we can, I think we, I think we can see the the German to map now, uh, on camera hopefully. <laughs> at this point, so they started at the, uh, at the wedding pavilion, and the, this procession. With clanging, dancing, tumbling. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. Uh, I know my city. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have a pointer for us. Yeah. 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 I know, I know. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna wind up with Break a, it off my a T-Rex arm. It's gonna wind up with like a laser pointer over there. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, they've been just wending their way through. Uh, of course, this is the way that you always walk so it's yeah. nothing to you mm-hmm. and as you're no the whew, this is this is an interesting one uh, capitalism meets Kiki so are you going to be targeting the are you going to be targeting the many humans who also are participating in awakening or are you going to be trying to sell to Kiki because they're going to just snatch things on this day mm-hmm. and they're not even going to think anything of it mm-hmm. whereas the humans are not going to do that okay yeah. Unless you want to keep it above their heads, voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is an adorable image. Come on, thanks. I mean, gotta be smart. So <laughs> I'm she's willing to give some, but not all. So she probably has her sack a bit close to her her chest, really. Okay. And um Yeah, but she enjoys being around the Kithki quarters. At this time, so she'll be she'll be around there. Okay. Um, you have. Uh, do you make any of them? Do you make any of them jump? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I I. I <laughs> the grumble bellies absolutely will. They'll grouse about it, but they absolutely we'll will. Grumble Throw one as bait to get her. You know, All you have to do yeah, is say please. Yeah, run it. Run the other way. Rather, grumble bellies. Come on. The stack on top of each other. Okay. As the large, you know, as the large caterpillar that takes that is segmented into like half a dozen kithki, it, it rounds on you and attacks. You know, <laughs> three of them are in a trench. Yeah. Like, I'll buy one, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. On top of each other, right. fill a pyramid. Oh, oh, I am but one man. <laughs> I will have one. Um, she just giggles. And, and, and actually, and actually, at one point, they they. They catch the smell of your newest of your newest confections, and the caterpillar starts to kind of list off to the side disastrously. <laughs> and come on, boys, keep. We need. We need. We got to make it out to the bonfire at least. And you're passing by the the Dushine compound when you uh, 
when you catch up, when uh, Katrin, you catch up with Waysa. She'll like run over. I have something for you. Matron! <laughs> some of the some of the Kiski who recognize you. Oh. <laughs> She's gonna keep talking to you. Bombastic as always. And I just kind of keep I'm kind of pushing pushing some. I mean you've got like a away. dozen I mean yeah. you've got like a dozen of them around you. One dozen. moment, one moment, yeah. closed shop, closed yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, open, open, open. <laughs> closed. <laughs> you have something for me. I do, but uh I need to take you away from this. It's not really something I can show you. The quartet starts up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Where, where should we go? Um, I don't know. What's a good What's a good private spot for us? We can always go to Puglia's. That's, that's fine, but hmm. Maybe maybe we just get out of the Kithki quarters. That's probably about that. Um, so we'll walk down. I can always go to the sparring pit. Yeah, who else is fighting on that this day? Em- that would be pretty <laughs> empty right now. I don't know. Oh. It'd be crazy if there's the public there. sparring pit would be, would be pretty private <laughs> at, this, at this moment. Deliciously snare, just... Poor guy. I love it, I love it. Um, yeah, so we can just walk over there. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So All right, so you have to sidle, sidle your way. Um, some of the humans... You're, you're coming back, right? You're coming back. Naturally, of course. I didn't get a chance to eat any of the Colin fruit stuff yet. I promise I'll be back in just a short while. It's a long day. Awakening is a grand, long day of celebration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we should have more of this in the church. And one of it, one of his friends, like, kind of kind of makes a face. I mean, I'm here because I, I want to check it out, but, you know. And one of the, uh, one of the, one of the human vendors who's only recently, uh, you actually happen to know this because he has a loud voice and you're having to starting to compete for him. And Compete for him or uh, with him? Oh, sorry, with him, him because uh, him. because he has, uh, like at a Ren fair where you have the heated pretzels mm. and it's the stick <laughs> and then you have the branches the branches so coming off. So oh. you, you hear... Uh, <laughs> What's his name? Hear, uh, Who is he? Jew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name uh, his name is Rupilius. Huh. With a P. Rupilius. Yeah, Rupilius. Okay. All right. Call me, me Roops. And and you hear Roops in the background. Colin Fruit Colin Fruit As he's mm. thrusting it up in, into the air. Everybody go get his fruit, yeah. 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 All, all the kids yeah. get running there. How garish. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, That's no, a four you have word. to you have to pay for it, but it's awakening. You have to pay for it. So now he's having you were you were more up with the culture, so you knew you knew what to expect even the first Naturally. time. But they're just swarming around him, and you see some particularly acrobatic touch jumps. I'm sad to say, Corey, uh, some of your people who are now doing who are now doing the the, the Kiski pyramid of course. behind him. Of course they are. And they're starting to hop onto the shoulders. Like a bunch of ants swarming. <laughs> it's an adorable World War Z. Giraffe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. One of them snaps. <laughs> Rube doesn't know. Some of them roll, roll, in the air and as he's uh, Roll up. for your cousin and let me see if he snaps. Come on, baby. Oh, God. Uh, not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get back up. That's fine. 
Roops doesn't even notice, and you and you you make it to the, you do in fact make it to the sparring pit. Beautiful. She's gonna take the um, gift. And oddly, this is semi-private, which is really weird because you're in the public sparring pit. Are you still? Are you still Uh, there? No, you're at the temple. I'm at the temple. You're at the temple. This is happening at about. This is at about the same time that y'all are. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's gonna take the gift off of her Ooh. back and put it. Is there like a rock or something that's like tall enough where I can place it on to something? There are actually some uh, some sparring weapon tables and stands. And okay. If you yeah. want to, if you want to use one of the tables. Yes. Uh, she kind of wants to make it like a big reveal. Sure. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so she'll put it on the table, and because it's wrapped in probably like a cotton. Yeah. Something. It's clean. No, it's Don't wrapped worry. in arbohide. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't no, let no, figulus. I didn't let figulus. It would be wrapped wrap in arbohide. It would be wrapped in arbohide. I made clean sure. Arbohide. I cleaned it before, <laughs> and she'll open it. Um, and then now, you have uh, a dagger. A dagger of venom. A very unusual looking creature. Mm. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the handle looks. Normalish. It's wrapped in leather, but the actual blade looks like the scales of a fish, Ooh. or perhaps a serpent. Tatiana. Cool. I remember. You remember. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, mm. And the uh, there is a there is a subtle but definite greenish. Sheen mm. to the entire thing, mm. and as you're looking at it, it has a wicked edge. How big are we talking? To it, um, normal, you know, like a boy, like a boy knife. I mean, like a series. Okay. I mean, something to gut, you know, to gut animals or a person with. Rambo. Mm. Yeah. Do I get the Rambo. census? Call that the, a knife. Yeah. What they've been working on for a while. <laughs> wow, it's completed. We finished it last night. Thank you so much. Of course. You can actually ask or thank Figulus. He did most of it, but I helped where I could. And I give her a hug. Oh, she's going to hug back. Okay. Oh, thanks. We're so cute. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Okay> yourself. <laughs> well, uh, gosh. <laughs> in, in the sparring pit with my new dagger. Um, with your new deadly, <laughs> deadly dagger, yes. If only Nilly was here. But, um, wow. I feel like the gods are blessing this moment for me. In more ways than others. I I feel this is really special. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, I'm going to want to kind of run home. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) place it. or, Or take something else off of me. I feel like it's... I don't know. I don't know what to do with this thing. This feels like kind of a big deal for me. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna run. You're gonna. You're gonna take off. I'm gonna take off real quick. All right. Um, to be clear, because I don't want there to be uh, any confusion, even to the untrained eye, Tatiana, uh-huh. that dagger is clearly unnatural. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. Before she runs away, <coughs> I'm gonna. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh, and then we should wrap it. Okay. Back up. Okay. Smart. So wrap it. So okay. 
excuse me, because I'm just no, I'm new to the world of weapons. Sure. Um, I feel like it does need to be wrapped, but then how do I how do I carry such a thing that has so much? It'd be a second. It'd be a second dagger, probably in a second uh, second sheath. Okay. You'd want to make sure you know you have the characters right-handed, so you usually have your dagger that you're drawing uh, drawing on your left side. Mm-hmm. This one you might want to put depends on you, but you might want to put it. Um, uh, you want to might make a boot sheath. You might have it behind here or just opposite side, wherever, depending on. Okay. And you can conceal it too, so people don't just see like, oh, an orient dagger. Mm-hmm. You know? So you can't put it like right here, your hair back behind it. No one would know. That's true. Yeah, you know? that's true. So you don't have that's hair. Cool, I think it'd be better to keep it on yourself too, rather than anywhere else. Oh, you can reach back and scratch your back and then <laughs> pull it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is Lisa gonna lose her iconic, her iconic braided look though? As her, as her hair Ooh. keeps the two Humble. braids on the side and leaves two braids on the side. Two braids on the yeah. side. Yeah, that's a good look. Best of both worlds. Really? Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. It looks like two girls braiding their hair, but you're actually just concealing the most dangerous weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very <laughs> funny look. <laughs> oh, we're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, okay. I, I feel like she just wants to go home and lay it at her altar for a moment. She feels this is like literally a gift. Um, beyond beyond a gift, and she wants to just sit with that for a moment before entering into the festivities again. Yeah, and she'll, Patron will shoot you, like, go, go, put it, put it away. Thank you. You're welcome. Off I go. Okay. Uh, You hear your name called, and that's where I'm going to cut. No. (laughs) Why are you so scared? No. (laughs) So these two, uh, these two beacons come out, and uh, Beacon Gaius asks uh, his his prime counterpart. Did, uh, did our did our colleague from his eyes, which is the third and last of the denominations that are inside of Germentum, did he he should be here by now, shouldn't he? I don't know. He's Certainly got a mind of his own, you know, Twelfth Light and all of that. Thinking the rest of us are in rebellion to the Lord of Light. I'm smart at that quietly. Hey, uh, Flavius looks at you and nods, nods approvingly at the at the disapproval, and he says, "But it is at the appointed torch, and we must be finished with this before High Sun for this to be all." Above board, we would not want to be conducting an inquest as the light waned, after all, would we? Yeah. And Gaius shakes his head. And in that context, I... Inquest. Let's see. My silly folk. Uh, Dominique, thank you for attending. I understand that your, uh, your sister, your, uh, Venerated sister cannot attend. She is. Uh, She's at the Madison State. Dealing with yes, the repairs from the storm last night. Well, I uh, and you see a, um, actually you see, uh, an older an older, wizened figure making his way, over from the direction of the keep. It's gonna it's gonna take, the seneschal though a while to get over here. But he's. Can I just assess kind of the, the mode the mood and the tone of these different beacons and kind of general feeling here? Uh, general feeling, yeah. Make an insight check. Which one's dressed better? Gaius or Flavius? 
Oh, Flavius. Yeah, Flavius, pious as always, and I'm going to grab his really fine cloak and make sure wonderful. <laughs> he's dressed. He's dressed more finely than you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always as pious and just a man of the people. Pretty darn good. Twenty-five. Woo. Twenty-five right. for the insight. Mm-hmm. Ow. Okay. Wow. Um, now you weren't focused on one person though. Otherwise, that would give you a lot. Right. You'd focused on one on one person, but you see. Uh, you see uh, Beacon Flavius looks truly concerned and uh, focused on Marcus. But you're not, you don't, and, and I'm also going to slant this toward your character, Corey, mm-hmm. because the, the, the first and most important thing that he would be assessing is his violent intent. Exactly danger. Um, you're not catching that from, you're not catching that from the senior Beacon here. From... Uh, from Beacon Gaius, there's almost a protectiveness, and you can see that by the way that he's hovering at Marcus's side. So even when Marcus off went off to one side, Gaius didn't just stay in the center and take up as much of the limelight as possible. He went, he shifted over, not right on top of Marcus either, but just keeping in his, you know, immediate in his immediate area. Okay. Um, and as as is typical for. Uh, for Beacon Gaius, he came without his Templar. He's alone, or any, or any of the brothers, or any of his brothers even. He is here alone. And as is also typical, he flouts the fact that he knows the secret of the word and, and can carry scroll and ink openly in this city, which he does. Gaius can. Gaius can, yeah. You, you, assume, you assume Beacon Flavius is as well, but he does not. There's no hint of, there's no hint of that with Got him. Got it. More private. Guys has old black ink fingers, and yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah. probably actually, yeah, very manicured, bit, yeah, yeah. Pro- okay. probably so. And Rutilius um, is on his way. Rutilius, yes, yeah. Sanchez like, Rutilius is on his way. Beacons, please excuse me. I'm going to go and help my old friend, and I'll, I'll start walking out to go and kind of like aid him. Out. Okay, all right, Winters. But yeah, I mean, are, are you within sight? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so the last thing I'll say is that as um, as you're waiting, because you went off to get the Seneschal, and then you're coming back. You, you at about the same time that you fetch him, make it back to this gathering. There are five other people who arrive, uh, all of them known to you. So they're all from the Twelfth Light. Uh, one of them is a burly, florid-faced uh, Templar named Cassius or Cassius, depending where, on. Sorry, where am I during this? You're right next to me, Eric. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm inside. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing yeah. all the same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're seeing all the same thing. Okay. And um, actually, that's a good question. Who who would you like to be closest to while this is going on? Do you want to be near Marcus? Are you just going to kind of be experiencing, like, the stone columns? I think I'm going to be, like, kind of um, off on my own a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm kind of, this is the first time I'm seeing, like, another temple yeah. and um, I'm looking at everything in this space and becoming acquainted with it. Yeah. Does does this temple, Allie, from this description and this feel, how does it hit her? Does she, does she see it as a beautiful thing? Does she see it as an abomination? Um, how does it hit her? I think it. she finds it really beautiful. Okay. Yeah, she finds it really, really beautiful and um, she likes the light. Like she's intrigued by mm. the light. Even though she was made by, yeah, uh, by the mother of winter, I love that. No, yeah. okay, okay. But can I ask if, when I first came in there, did I like? Can I have sensed anything as far as like um, divinity 
in the room. Make a religion check. Mm-hmm. Are we outside for the ceremony, right? Yeah, you're, out, oh, you're okay. outside. Um, 15. Yeah, 15. Curiously, no. No sense. No. Okay. As I fetch Rutilius, I do want to be like, yeah, no, Rutilius, because I do have Jerem with me. Yeah. yeah. And as I walk back, I'm like, really interesting. I think mm-hmm. there's a bit of a show, Rutilius. Should be interesting. No good will come of this, Domini, but perhaps not so much bad if we do well. Not wrong. We never are. Ah, thy ward, my lord. Yes. Yeah. Look at you, Jerem. He's completely passed out because, and I'm bags under my eyes because the storm. He was just up crying, and Ooh. I was taking care of him the whole night. So I'm like, hey, good to see you, Tilly's. Like I'm not myself, but the baby. You, you flap the baby's out. hand. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like just passed out. <laughs> okay, okay. He had a wonderful evening. And when you grow up, you're going to be Jerem Apvorn. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put that curse on anyone but you. <laughs> Even though you've been a blessing, Rutilius. No, 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 Domini. It's, it's been a blessing, an absolute blessing. What a wonderful ride. I love you too. And then I'll just like hold him, hold his arm, and like kind of walk him in, like a grandfather kind of figure. Yeah. You're certainly emotionally, you're certainly closer to him yeah. than you are to your own flesh. A hundred percent. Grandsire. Okay. So you're coming back, and as they're as they're making their way, like I said, so there's the this burly Templar. Um, there are four others uh, that have various states. I do I do have descriptions for them, but I don't want to bog down the narrative too much. If it becomes germane, we can go into more. Uh, but you recognize them all as his lights. So the Templars, so the Templars have rough equivalent. I mean, I mean that's a high rank to be equivalent to an ordained priest. There's five of them in the Church of Light. Well, there's the Templar, and then there his four, and okay. then the four lights okay. are with him. Okay. No, there are only three Templars in the city, Corey. Okay. okay. So well, one, one for each, one for each uh, beacon to protect them. Um, you are not as familiar with the Twelfth Lights, uh, frankly, politics. Uh, physically, it's the shrine that's furthest away from the Kithki quarters. Mm-hmm. It's actually tucked all the way into the um, southeast corner of the map. In general, how do they view view us and on our, our religious beliefs? I mean, just in general, kind of like are they the, the are they the most hostile? Well, let me. Votes? Well, I'll say it this way: they think that the other two denominations are out of order with the Lord of Light. <laughs> so you can imagine what you think, what they think you are. Okay, like sparrows and Game of Thrones. And just for just 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 so you understand, so that so that you understand as a player, um, your character would know this: the twelfth light is subservience. Oh. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Ooh, that having been said, that, that having been said, there are, they are, to, to the state, they have been absolutely dedicated to the city. Um, I mean, the, the, this Templar, uh, this Templar, Cassius, you would actually, you would actually probably know, you judge him to be the physically most capable of the three Templars here. Mm-hmm. And he puts his, he trains his lights almost the way that you train the Myrmidons. Yep. Uh, and they never shirk if there's an Utini raid, if there's anything like that, and it involves their parishioners, they're out. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's, and he, he isn't necessarily coming, you know, in that moment, he isn't necessarily coming to attack, but he's storming up and 
he stops uh, he stops at the at the base of the steps and just has a hard look yep. across his face. Merrick will actually take one meaningful step towards Marcus. So as that happens, this kind of as a as a kind of like a mirroring so motion. A bit of a brash, man. Kind of like a yeah. I'll help you if you need it. Okay. Um, make an intimidation check, kind of defensively, as he's gonna as he's gonna put put the full weight of his glare on you. Not intimidating at all. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. He forces you to flinch. You stay there. You stay there. Um, but you can feel him. He's, his presence is heavy. As I walk over through Chili's, though, I'll be like, "Good to see you again, Templar Cassius." And kind of like step a little bit in between uh, the flinch of that. Be like, good to see you. He, uh, as is his wont, he actually, uh, when he's greeting you for the first time after a while, mm. uh, he drops down to one knee in a full, in a full yeah. bow. And I bow back, blessed, respectfully. Yeah. Blessed morn, Domini. Delight. And indeed, he gets up, and then he his eyes fix back on Marcus. Well, I I had asked all of you to come here, although not all of you. Uh, although, of course, my lord, this is He's always welcome. Your family city. Uh, and Marcus is part of our family as well. Uh, he's uh, he's become life sworn. No, to no. house to your house. He's a citizen of Gentlemetrum. Oh, well, yes, that is my family. Y- yes, so you understand. Actually, I always remember you don't, but that's okay. Uh, well, uh, that is to say, we we just I just needed to. Uh, uh, did someone get the? We need this recorded. Did did, did who? Where are the scriveners? And uh, Beacon Gaia says, "I can act as I can act as scrivener, uh, Beacon. It's it's fine." Well, no, that's that's beneath your station. It, it's it's he says it absolutely isn't. I'm a follower of the third light. It's service is a station, yeah. <laughs> and the third light is wisdom, and they you know prize knowledge, of course. So he, uh, um, so uh, Beacon Gaius begins to set up a little uh, a little stool and a little tripod, and you get to see someone for the first time in your life, Randy, very deliberately, openly, not in a rush, not in the field. Um, employ the secret of the word. Mm. And you see him grinding up the ink cube, adding water to it, the whole the whole process. Uh, less important to him. I'm just still looking at Cassius, though, uh, Flavius. Getting a feel for them both. Oh, the two of them? Okay. I also think maliciously at this point, when she saw him the walk five, up, The five of them? Okay. Yeah, I think she would start slowly making her way back. Okay. Uh, where do you drift to? Um, if Marcus is on the left and Merrick's next to him, I think I would probably go on the other side of Marcus. So quite close. Yeah. Okay. And then you're actually in between. Between? You're actually in between the Templar and, uh, and Marcus at this yeah. point. Probably like on a lower step. Yeah. Okay. Um, Flavia says, I, I needed to know, uh, uh, I was... Remind me again what your name is? Morgus. Right, right. Uh, I remember you were at services at, at uh, Rekindling. I hadn't seen you before, and I apologize. I didn't realize that we had, that you were the cause of, that you were you. Uh, uh, no need to apologize, Beacon. 
It was a lovely ceremony. I'm glad to be participating in it. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I try my best. I work hard at... Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> we... That is to start laughing at the work hard. We, we need... <laughs> Let me see if he actually touches that. <laughs> you should invite him to the field. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you help me over the time? Starting up trouble. For just a <laughs> very, Father Gaius, I know. For Father just Gaius. a very brief moment, uh, uh, Beacon Flavius looks <clears throat> over to you and you say, <laughs> and then back. Something in my throat, I apologize. No doubt, Domini. Well, uh, I needed to approach these claims, you see. These, uh, Problematic. Uh, I hear that you uh, have some talent in the healing arts, you know? A bit, yes. In fact, more than a bit. As is given to me by whomever. As I look, just look up. Whom, whomever. So aren't a member of the Church of Light? Oh, no, I am, as I pull out my seventh candle. Okay, and describe to our friends what it what it looks like. Uh, it is a cotton candle. It is woven together, uh, probably an intricate braid, uh, and it needs to be periodically redone because it wears itself out as you, as you just live. So, uh, and this one looks pretty new-ish. It is, and it is the nicest thing by far that you own, because oh, remember is. how your wife got it. It is, yes. So it's, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Sweet. birth and home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seventh light. Yeah, seventh light. <laughs> and he says, I myself, ah, oh, a seventh light. I myself have the burden of both the third and the fourth lights. You see, wisdom wed to prosperity so that my flock can make their way through this world. And it's in that context that I'm, that I'm trying to, I'm grappling, Marcus. Help me understand. I think <laughs> what it is that you claim that, I, and you you can see yeah. him you can see him sweating. Not to put too fine a point of it, but yeah, I'll put like a hand out and be like, Beacon guys, do you have any questions for Marcus until you can get your thoughts corrected for Beacon Flavius? I. Uh, not to put too fine a point of it, but your character is a lord, mm-hmm. and the uh, Beacon Flavius is coming, he's, he's bumping up against having to contradict you, mm-hmm. because your, your testimony is... A beacon Gaius. Yeah, that's, I yeah. want Beacon Gaius to have his opportunity to speak. I do, uh, I, I, I do actually have some questions, but he is the senior Beacon here, Domine. Oh, I was just saying until he gets his thoughts straight. I I have my thoughts. I, 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 I have thoughts. I have I have thoughts. In time I, to get them in order. I, I Well, it is to say that apparently there was a a you're writing this down? Of course I am. That there was to say a, a he, healing healing light. He looks physically nauseated as it leaves the barrier of his teeth. As his words leave the barrier of his teeth, swallows. <sighs> yes, yes, a, a healing light. You hear, uh, you hear uh, Templar Cassius drawing a hard breath. Doesn't move, doesn't react otherwise. 
matter-of-factly, I. And you said whomever. <laughs> yes. So you believe, oh, you believe that this could have been a demonic force then? Absolutely not. It was huh. given to me by Quailathorn. Not whomever? Not whomever. And his, uh, his brothers, uh, uh, Kuwind, Kithki, and an old empire are arrayed around him. And as one, when you say that openly, they gasp and they take a step back. He does not. <gasps> and they, he kind of looks around frantically. I have the same reaction. <laughs> yes, well, well. Uh, to be fair, as did I. <laughs> but it was, it was a moment. And this event can be attested to. I, multiple people, magistrate, two patricians, uh, priests. Two patricians. Isn't that something? He had more than one. Are you to love that? Two means something special. Two means more than one. Oh, yeah. Lady, Lady Vale. Oh, I knew that. Okay. Marcus. With, with due respect, and of course, with all respect to your glorious and founding house, Dominic, you must have been mistaken. Are you hiding my word? No, of course As not. A mistake? It, absolutely not, Dominic. I'm saying. And another patrician of Lady Vale's, who was a charge, Brother Adrian. I'm certainly not contradicting her. She has. So an old only, empire air about her. I'm simply So you're saying, only contradicting me. Right, you old empire too? That blood? Rutilius. Please speak on my behalf. Rutilius looks at him. This is an inappropriate line of inquiry, Beacon. Forgive me, but but no. This 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 must end. I'm certain that if requested, I can provide you with the full and Fulsome account of just what happened through multiple sources and multiple eyewitnesses. However you slice it, though, as my young lord does say, yes, it was a healing light. Yes, the first miracle in 217 winters. I know, I looked it up. And this man was the bearer. By my own eye. And I'll be the eye to him. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show him that white dart. I'm like, I'm gonna give Office Hand the squeeze because this is real nerve wracking right now. I want to look back towards Marcus. And she's shaking, but she, but she's she squeezes. I'll give you like back. an assurance of sorry about these politics, like that kind of said within the eye. But Beacon, I think you've had a good first pass. Well, I, I you've had a good first pass. He so Gaius. Um, Stands up from stands up from his uh, from his stool, wipes himself off. In fact, Rutilius, will you record whilst he asks his questions? Of course, Beacon Gaius, if I if I may, have that. He comes up, he takes the silver candle out from around his neck and puts it on display. Marcus, what you have experienced, and what. Those whose word I have never had cause to doubt have corroborated is nothing short of it changes our world. It means that our faith 
which was once something that was a subtle and quiet thing, has now come out into the light with you as its... I don't want to blaspheme. I don't know what the right terminology is. The first thing that a beacon of the fourth light must understand is his own ignorance. I'm ignorant in this. Yes, Seneschal, you do rightly say that there are recorded happenings of this 217 years ago. Jason Tenderheart was said to heal people. And given who and what he was, I have no doubt that it happened just the way it was said. Is this something that happened as a one-time blessing from our Lord of Light? Or is this something that you feel in your heart and in your soul is going to continue on past that remarkable day? This is a serious matter. Think before you answer. Mm. Wars may be fought over this, Marcus. He actually puts a hand on your shoulders. Lives may be lost. This is no trifling affair. Already, our churches, our denominations, locally, are in uproar. And already, I know that the good Templar Cassius has sent word down the river to our superiors. They must know of this as well. I serve at the pleasure of his grace, who is the primate of leftist regime. I do not know what he will say. But I want to hear, before I say or do anything else before any of us do. I want to hear from your lips. What is the state of affairs betwixt yourself and Quailathon? I feel overwhelmed most days thinking about it. But I know, after that first initial shock wore off, that this is something that ain't going away. It's here to stay. He, he lets go of you. It's scary, but it ain't something we can turn away from, and it ain't something we can put back into the darkness. I mean him no harm. He takes out a small penknife. Hmm. I cut myself here and now. And you hear you hear his colleague, Flavius, don't! If I cut myself... You could repair the damage. If the Lord of Light so wills. I understand. Of course. of course, you're not a will worker. It's not something that you do. You are merely a vessel. Right. I understand that. And I understand that if I have not pleased him, no power would be forthcoming. I accept that. But could you? I believe I could. I will try. Quailathon will have to try. Don't risk it, Father. So far, it's only been in, in desperation and need. Not by choice. Will Colathon think of that as need here? I could cut myself badly enough, Domini, with respect that there was need for it. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> he does laugh a little bit. Not Father today. <laughs> and Father Flavius, would you like to volunteer? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Beacon Flavius. Yeah, so the... the it's uh, my cap so, me. I keep saying Father. Damn Beacon, it. That's, it's fine. Yeah. So Be- Beacon Flavius says, Domini... Seneschal, then, I did not want it to come to this, but I do then, under the under the authority vested in me by his grace, Vibius Longinus, primate of Leptus Regium, steward of his ten perfect lights, declare that this man, Marcus of Pollux, 
be under trial for blasphemy. What? It's Marcus of Jedimentrum. With respect, Domini. From You've not shown much. Pollux. And you hear uh, you hear murmurs from the from the Templar's men. The Templar remains stony. And he says I ask that you return here tomorrow then at dawn. If you do not, I will assume you are in rebellion from his church, and I will act accordingly. Understood. I've nothing to fear from his light. I will see you at dawn. Nalishley's gonna chip in here and be like, Beacon. He starts to turn and then... (laughs) (laughs) This man has worked the will of your god. Surely this is confirmation for you. Who art thou, child? (laughs) As he sees your moon skin, your obsidian hair, this artifact of a weapon across your back. (laughs) Oh my god. All 5'11 of you. (laughs) Is he scared of her? I I mean, I think everyone is. I hope so. Ah, yeah, is he intimidated at all? Uh, You can try to get a read on him if you want. I want to read, but I don't want to do an intimidation. Okay. Quite yet. Yeah, inside. Go ahead. Oh. Um, minus two for you. No. Four. You are still not entirely certain about these weird people <laughs> called humans. And this one oh, seems particularly God. weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he do, he is staring intently at you and kind of looking looking down. I feel like she's, initially is a little bit like, a little bit jarred, but at the same time she's meeting his gaze. My name is Nalishli. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he makes the sign of faith across himself. And you, you, you don't intend to be here at dawn, do you? I. Why ever not? And speaking, speaking, some of the. Uh, some of the brothers gather around him, op- op- open up the collar a little bit. One of them offers him wine. He, uh, <laughs> he pushes he pushes that aside. Not now, not now. He says, I will explain our position fully at the trial, but it, it is enough to say for the nonce, child, if such you are, that this man would usurp place of the Lord of Light by saying and 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 Gaia says uh, Beacon Gaia says you mean he would usurp the place of the beacons and of the church hierarchy hmm. yeah and he and says Titus will take out his light which is the iron with the ruby in it and be like we all follow our own some are better than others because it's the iron of war light <laughs> no no all lights are equal that is what the Concord tells us. And I look over at uh, Templar Cassus. We'll see you in the morning. And then I'll be like, Templar Cassus, may I speak to you? Okay. I'll let Father, or <laughs> Beacon Flavius. Yeah, this is tricky. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It's, 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 it's going to be it's hard. It's calling a lot on Father Man and Father O'Neill right now. But I'm like, God damn it. They're both so, so great. Fla- uh, Beacon Flavius looks back at you, and as he, he 
almost seems transfixed. Mm. Like he keeps trying to turn to walk back up the steps, but he just can't finish. He glance back all the time. And uh, he says, only ordained lights, ordained, ordained beacons with his light flowing through you. Only we are capable of channeling his will, child. And only we could possibly, possibly heal. And it has not been done for over two centuries. Huh. She's just going to go, ha! <laughs> probably about to take them out like, ha! Huh. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, um, Cassius, uh, uh, Cassius does something that's out of character for him because he's normally by the book. book. Oh, yeah. Um, he starts taking the steps two at a time. He says, he says, <clears throat> pardon, pardon me, Domini. And here's your trial. <gasps> and can I what the fuck? react since I'm next to him? Uh, you can, uh, you can try. Is he going towards Marcus? Of course. Yeah, who is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because he's in between and I'm next to him too. He's gonna so teach you to get to read. Uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll see in a sec. We'll see in a second. He's gonna try to juke. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Come on. I love this <laughs> so <laughs> much. Woo! <laughs> Son of a bitch. So you hear your name called. Oh my goodness. Uh, is it from behind me? Um. Uh, off to the side, uh, off to the side, but a little bit behind. Yeah, Jin. Oh, hi. Hey, I. Uh, it's Finny. Hmm. It's, it's Finny, Finny the Younger, who has been your best friend and, uh, for most of your life, your only friend. Hmm. Who met you at six winters old, and he was also six winters old, as you were literally scratching in the dirt, outside of your family hut. He says. I, I thought you, I thought you could hear me, and uh, you went a, you went away. Uh, what are you doing at the sparring pit? Oh, I was giving a gift to somebody. I'm really never in here. You know me. I don't. Feel yeah, I know. I, I was a little surprised and honestly concerned. You see, he's carrying carrying a bow now, and he had um, he had undone the peace knot around his dagger. Are you, are you? Were you trying to protect me? Uh, maybe. Um, wow, that's just, not very like you. No, it's, it's you know, this whole Myrmidon thing, and my dad keeps on about, you need to join the Myrmidons, and, you know, all are these you training? things. No, no, I'm then not. Then why are you holding a bow? Well, I mean, I trained a little bit last winter, and just, I don't know. They keep saying that there's going to be war, 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 blood, 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 and all of that, and I just, I finally found... Somebody who knew what happened to Cousin Perrin, and it's a really sad story. Wow. And I I wanted to tell you, but not on Awakening, because Awakening is a beautiful day, and it's a celebration of, you know, that we got through another winter. But anyway, I, um, Trin, I, I, um, I was thinking about leaving town uh, so I could, you know, be a minstrel, and I could go to other places and see other things like Cousin Perrin did, and uh, I um, I really, really care about you, and I was wondering if um, maybe you wanted to come with me. 
She's gonna walk up to him and give him a really, really big hug. Oh. Oh, we're hugging? Oh, okay, we're hugging. <laughs> we always hug, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, just normally I have to like, kind of wrestle with you a little bit, and you know, and then we hug, and it's... I don't know, my emotions are everywhere. I don't know, it's been a very interesting... He does the Kithki thing where he slide, slides his hand down into yours as you're talking. I... You know I can't... You know I can't go with you. I don't know that. You do know no, that. No, Trin, I really don't. I know. That man, you you know he has a lot of coin. You know he dresses like a beggar and he kind of smells like one, but you know he's rich. And he did all that adventuring stuff, right? But he did adventuring for a reason. I can't just leave. Yeah, so he can retire and he can hire people to get him trout and bring things <laughs> to him. And yeah, I've kind of been a little bit crazy and I've been kind of keeping tabs on what he's been doing and when you go to the market and... Are you following me? Maybe. Oh. I just wanted to not be ignorant, because I know how much you hate ignorance, and I, I don't want to be anything that you hate. I would never ever. hate you. No. Oh I would never hate you. And he can... I even asked I even asked some of my seppu, and they said, yeah, they can, they, can, they can take care of him as long as he doesn't eat them. And I had to explain to them that he's not... <laughs> He's not really half Utini, even though that's the kind of the rumors, because he screams a lot, and he's he really mean. Yeah, and he smells really bad. But, but the, yeah, and, and we thought that maybe he was, like, chewing on the Arpo hide that he keeps collecting. Oh. It's like a chew toy, you know? Because um, he's, like, half Utini. Yeah. But, but we can just leave food outside and, you know, make sure he doesn't freeze and all that. And he kind of likes the grannies, I think. Anyway, he talks to them sometimes, you know? Sometimes. So... You don't, what I'm saying is, and he grabs both of your hands and he squeezes, I'm saying you don't, this doesn't have to be your life if you don't want it to be. You can do something that's bigger. You can go somewhere else that's not that hut and not even Jerementum and not here. But I need to stay here. I need to fight. There's things here Why? That... <laughs> he, he lets go and he walks in a circle around. Why? She's going to walk up to him and hold his face. Okay. And kiss him on the forehead. Because I I have I have a purpose here. What to 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 cook him trout and change his chamber pot? No. This is not for him. This is for me. This is for here. This is for us. It's different. There are things that I can do that are different. I know that. And I need to stay here. There's people here that I love, and I love you, and I want you to stay. I love you too. Where would you go? I don't know. I thought about maybe heading, you know, toward the Shire at first, but it's a big trip, so I was going to go down to maybe Visum or Zahar, or maybe even Arbella. They have the Gunjavi Theater there. They you do. Mm-hmm. I heard it's beautiful, and they learn to sing and dance, and and all kinds of and uh, something called acting there, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and there are and there are even Kiski there now. You can't go by yourself, but I, I can't go. I'm not going to go by myself. Who but are you taking? Well, you know, some of my seppu, we want to go, we want to see. Not everybody wants blood, blood, blood. No, well, I don't either. <laughs> but we're set in a space. This is what's happening. And we can't avoid it. But you, go. Enjoy life. 
do the things that you want to, and I know that you would be amazing at those things. How am I going to enjoy life without my best friend? Maybe I'll come visit you, and then you can... Whatever show that you have, I'll come watch it. You can send me, like, a... I don't know, a scroll that is inviting me to it, and I'll come travel. Yeah, you have the secret of the word. Okay. And unlike unlike human men, Kiski men, you know, they, they don't care if they're crying. Yeah. There's no shame in it. Well, I'm not done. I'm going to figure something else out. <laughs> She'll laugh. <laughs> I know. I, he starts to turn. He turns back to you. No, I'm not going to wait. There's no law in Germentum saying that a, a Kifki and a human can't <laughs> can't get married. Just, just, I'm just saying. Just think about it, okay? I'll um, I'll be back. He turns and he turns and wipes his face a little bit more and walks away. All right, so that is our first <laughs> cliffhanger ending. Oh, God damn it. Templar Cassius <laughs> is attempting to lunge past the Fellowship as his lights are taking out their distance weapons and also charging in, as is most tactically appropriate, so they can murder Marcus and oh, take man. out and take out the person who is clearly in rebellion in the in his uh, it, it clearly in rebellion to his radiance. Uh, so we will pick that plot thread back up uh, when we return or when we return next episode. Oh God! And uh, at the back of this intermission is going to be uh, a very very different. Uh, vignette that we're going to be telling as we have done for the last two. And we're going to be looking in at Lord Titus and Lady Vale. So uh, <laughs> hope to... She's not going to propose on the second day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, tears over what that was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, uh, oh, hey it's been a decade coming with Finney. It's legit. Um, lots of, yeah, lots of pre-sessions on that, too. Okay. So, uh, we will see you back here, far away, friends, in roughly a little bit, I think today it's actually a little under 15 minutes, but we have a new treat for you. We have, uh, a little Nalishly action going on, (laughs) and so this will be the debut of Nalishly's, not only her, uh, not only her bio, but perhaps more, no, certainly more importantly, her fabulous theme song. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 It's pretty Yeah. 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 So we're going back a bit before we had the incident, the incident, the temple stairs. Um, before I forget, far away friends, I'm being a bad host once more. We have 
trivia question that I meant to that I meant to set up. I got got swept away. So uh, the trivia question is uh, for a twenty five for another twenty five dollar gift certificate to Eldritch Foundry. Uh, what is the name of the battle that birthed Jerementum? Uh, was there what? What's the name of the battle that won them their freedom or won them their won them their land? Okay. <laughs> so it's such an easy one, and I want a twenty five hundred twenty five dollar <laughs> gift card. Yeah. Been nice. <laughs> the cost of having to be so, Titus. That's right. Well, I get my own city, but yeah. I don't get any gift cards. <laughs> no, no gift cards for Titus. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. So you, uh, as a fifth lighter. And then a sixth lighter, which is interesting. Uh, so you basically stay there for one stayed service right after the next. You're a little bit before high sun, and you take off. There's a lot of details I'm going to skip over here. Um, but what eventually winds up happening is you're to meet the Lady Vale at high sun, or as close to high sun, at the Western Gate. Yeah, I would have uh, packed food, provisions, uh, set everyone for the guards, made sure that Merrick was taken care of so he wouldn't be following me, uh, you know, because that's what he usually tends to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, everything in the city's in order, and I would have met her at the gate, um, just kind of ready in marching order. I have my sword. I don't have my shield or my pylum, but it's just the one thing that I always carry with me. No armor, but the more common version of that and kind of a traveling cloak, so not to give any away that we would be two patricians going to, on together. I'm sure she probably would have done the same. Or not. You're learning about you're learning about her. Well, she always would just assume that I'm probably always trying to dress common rather than regal. So. Hail, Domini. Ah, Lady Val. And, oh. Oh, at the gate. Okay. Yeah, to, yeah, to the, the, um, the quad that's yeah. manning the gate. Oh, you my Bermadon. Well, sire, uh, you're out? I'll be going on a quick ride. Uh, perhaps be back in three day time. Of uh, they look at each other kind of wide eyed. Uh, do you need, uh, do you need anyone accompanying you? Yeah, how many? I just flick my sword. I'm like, I'll be all right. <sighs> Very well, as you say. Keep a close eye on things. Of course. Lord going. Lord going. <laughs> Double the. The double release on the gate that must be triggered, one on one side, one at the other simultaneously for the gate to open goes. And with that, you have a lady, an emerald tressed lady on a creature that hasn't been seen on in this part of the continent. Oh, Oedipus, so good to see you. And I'll reach out kind of like slowly, hand away to put on. And then I'm also, no, I packed a treat just for him. <laughs> just for him. Yep. Okay. Um, it's funny. Uh, I'm act. I was actually debating on changing the rules a little bit for for her and for the animal as far as you interacting. So to start with, make a um, even though it's a rough roll for you, Donnie, make an animal handling roll at advantage. Uh, that is thirteen. Okay. And a crit. <laughs> Dude, oh, dude, it's dude, something no. about her and that no. horse that loved no. me. I'm looking at it. Oh, God. It's a 20. Okay. Whew. So 19, but <laughs> yeah, still, but still a crit. That's still a crit. She she actually says, I, 
I still don't believe, I still don't understand this. And you just, yeah, you touch the side of, you touch the side oh, of Erebus. It's so good to see you. And you feed him the, you feed him a Colin fruit. Colin fruit tart or carrot, whatever I would have had. Something that I would have probably have known what he would have liked by then. Love, was there for the, the sweet northern Colin fruit. Yep. And I would have spent that, and I'm like, I am more for you if you need it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> leading into just Erebus, you want it more, let me know. Shall we be making a way, lady? Oh, he's, going to, he's going to be fat. <laughs> yeah, you run him enough. I'm sure he'll be able to work it off. She doesn't say much. She just kind of gives you a weird look as the horse doesn't doesn't shy away from you. If anything, it's it's nuzzling. nuzzling. <laughs> You're getting a little closer. And she just shakes her head and says, and to think I was worried about I was worried about this relationship. <laughs> just look as yeah. And I'm like entirely like, excuse me, what? As I'm just petting him, like not really hearing her, but acting like I don't. Oh, God. Oh, Elvis. Yeah. Shall we get going? Yes, before my before my own steed humiliates me any further. Although she says that with a smile on her face. Yeah, a smile. Back. And you leave. Uh, yeah, I was sorry I didn't say that, but I was picturing that happening. Basically, that exchange happening as you're as you're mm. departing. You hit the tree line, and as far as the guards of Germentum or any of its denizens are concerned, you vanish. Is she wearing her full articulated plate, no cover call, or is she still as regal, battle ready? Or she's battle ready. <clears throat> she's taken uh, some of the larger pieces off, and you see them packed. So like the pauldrons, mm-hmm. uh, she's taken off. So chest plate, like chest, yeah, uh, ranger gear. Chest plate. I mean, heavy, but not uh, not full. But you, she has brought everything with her. So. Yeah, I would, um, in my pack, I would have taken out, remember when I buried uh, Nibs with that cloak? I had, like, an older one of that. Yeah. I'm like, just so, if anyone asks if you have a house, one, if you'd like to wear it, it's quite comfortable. And, like, give that to her to so, to, so less suspicious if there's anyone on the road. They know they were tr- patricians, but rustic, as opposed to leftists. A reasonable precaution. <laughs> Fits well. <laughs> it does. It's funny, I can't remember the last time I wore a cloak and thought to myself, I wish I was a little taller or it's dragging. <laughs> Thank God you're on Erebus. <laughs> we can have it hem for you. And as you're as you're just uh, trotting trotting along, it's slow. Clop, 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 as you're making your way through the forest. I am. I can't believe I'm saying this, but do you want to join me? See if he tolerates it. Edward? There's only been one other person, a woman at that, that he's ever allowed ride him. I don't know. If it's all right with them. Harry? <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> it's a hundred percent dog owners. <laughs> it's a... You see, she's taken. She takes her gauntlet off. She's taken her gauntlets off. Stowed those as well in this really meticulous way. Um, lash them, and she's petting him and actually massaging the back of his neck a little bit as you're as you're going through. Yes, come. I think it is. Come on. I think you have to tell me what to do. I've only ever tried to ride an oppo, and that ended up in a Oof. broken collarbone. But you're lucky that's all you got. My other friends weren't as lucky. Jubilo still kind of has a limp. And Ellery always had a lisp, but it made it worse. 
<laughs> Lepidus can't break him. All right, here. She gets Aerie to stop with her easy grace, dismounts, and she says, and here, and here. Now you're tall, so taller than I am, so it won't too much. A little bend at the knee, pull, and jump at the same time. And please, please God. Yeah, <laughs> she has a quick prayer. He chops up. Uh, make an athletics check. Uh, that is 16. Okay. Thank God. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. And she almost she almost touches you at one point to help get you up there. But you... Uh, she looks at you. All right. A little rough, but a uh, little muscle there. Less efficiency, but well done. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you do. It's all right. And she moves. Now I need enough space to get up there. Okay. Yeah. And... <sighs> so, do you just tell him to go? Um... It's all in the knees, actually. Hmm. I mean, I do have a bridle and rein, but... Um, Hold on to me. I don't want you to fall. Yeah, he's actually... The first time Titus has actually been afraid, but he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Uh, Quite all right. So you travel. (laughs) The pair pair of you travel as you've never traveled before. Uh, You've been been years in the field, uh, basically your whole short life, and yet you've never been on anything that wasn't... That wasn't you or slower than you. Yeah. Because the mules that you use definitely are no no speed demons. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, as he starts the, on the on the cusp of it, he's like panicking and then he slowly starts kinda of looking back and being like, Oh, this is quite lovely. And he starts really actually having fun. It really is, isn't it? Where did you get out of this? I've never seen a creature like this. Actually, it should be, I've never seen a creature like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're still, you're still going pretty slowly, but... Yeah, um, he's still terrified. <laughs> she, uh, she says, Titus Metellus, you're right in my ear. I'm sorry, Lucretia, I'm just nervous. Lucretia Tarquinia, we're not married. Lucretia, sorry, I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, actually, he was... A rather elaborate courting gift, if you can imagine that. I can, yeah, as he yells back, looking at it like, from where? From a city in the Emirates. You wouldn't know it. Erebus? Hmm, no, farther. That's all the farther that I know. Yeah. Who was he? A man of... A man of significant means. He was very persistent. And you said what? No. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I know you have your choice. But he's just nervous. Just running nervously. And uh, she says, but my past, my past imbroglios are not what's on my mind now. I'm honestly looking forward to those hot springs. They are quite lovely. All right. So y'all travel. Uh, she doesn't, she quiets down. She stays alert. Um... The whole time I'm just kind of inspecting like the saddle where things are kept, kind of getting used to it, kind of looking up and just really enjoying it. Starting to get your bearings. She does have you get off at one point because you're heavy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, poor Erebus isn't going to be able to carry you, both of you. Yeah. I do have a call of fruit, yeah. Just, but uh, 
And then at one point she also gets off. She doesn't seem in a super hurry yeah. to get there. She also dismounts and leads him along. I thought she wanted to just run me on top of Erebus to make me nervous and then to hop off and be like, I will walk. She does not trust you that much. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so, so you you get to you get to walk alongside. Uh, you, yes, you were never on Airy alone. Oh no no no! I meant when we first hopped on, she'd run the scare. Oh 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 yeah. yeah. No, not alone. Yeah no. Um, no, still does not trust you that much. That's fair. And in a surprisingly short amount of time, though, Donnie, you do you break into a copse of trees. There's a, uh, a smell. Well, sorry. So there is a night on the road. That's nothing to you. Mm. And uh, without, uh, it's the first thing she said in torches. Then she just says, I'll take first watch. Fair enough. I know there's better though, if you don't mind. Or should I take him with Darker? I'll take second. Thank you. And Elvis will take third, won't you? And I'll yeah, pet him. <laughs> Feed him again. Is he a wicker? Yeah, I'll make him fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that. Um, you, okay, so night passes, you get to, yeah, and you, you get to this point, the air is a little moister, there's a strange smell on the, on the wind that isn't entirely unpleasant, but it's, it's pungent. Mm. You don't really have a, don't really have a name for it. It's all those minerals. Mm. She says, Mind the, mind the snake's nest, not too far off to the south, but they don't go as far, they don't go as far as the springs. Yeah. I like to stay on the rocks. I'm not a fan of snakes. <sighs> and here we are. And you see, I've been here before, though, right? This is on Jeremy Mitchum's land. It is, uh, but you have you have not been here before. Okay. You knew you knew of its existence, but you have not personally. You don't know how. Yeah. I've known you know plenty of people have gone here, but matters of state and such. Matters of war, more like. I've seen the way that you train now, Titus Metellus. That's how I've always trained. She begins to approach the edge of it, kneels down, and gauntlet still off. Mm. Takes the water. <laughs> That's going to feel so. God's damn good. Is there any hot springs in your home? No. Yeah. As I start taking She starts to, yeah. And I'll help her take off the cloak too. Whatever I can do to help. Okay. Very respectfully. When you started to touch almost reflectively, no. went to bat the hand away. It's my cloak. As <laughs> I start to, yeah. the gift, but it's still House of Owen's gift. Yeah. Probably the last time I think I'll be in Vorn's colors unless I wind up going by through some miracle going back to f- being allowed back into fine Fang Prime and marrying one. And hmm. uh, she winds off, don't be scandalized. I'm not wearing anything other than small clothes and a little bit of a little bit of leather under this. Same as me. Yeah. And with no shame, without a care in the world, she finishes. Uh, uh, well, it's more than disrobing, disarmoring. Yeah. And That's how I figured that it was immediately like two warriors helping. Yeah. Yeah. They both know the entire rigmarole. Yeah. And that's a good point. There are not too many people in Geramentum who know how to take on and off articulated plates. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I would just be like, oh, you know, no, we're not missing anything, but. Make a history check. Uh, that is wow. 19. 
Yeah, history plus two. Her armor is old. It's immaculately maintained, mm-hmm. but it is old. You're seeing some designs on it and some of the construction, uh, some of the choices of where the plates are set, where the buckles are. And this is, uh, yeah, this is not, this would never be a style that uh, even your grandsire would have used. So who did you inherit your armor from? Well, supposedly it goes back to the greatest warrior who ever lived. (laughs) Not his, not his personal armor, but one of his companions. Um, the warrior's name, of course, was Jason Tenderheart. Although I haven't heard his fame seems not to have reached so far north. Do you know about him? I've heard of him in stories. Him being that that can call on the light. He was supposedly, most of them said, most of them called him Titus Invictus, or a, I've been around your grandfather, grandsire too long now. I'm sorry, he's a lot. He is a lot. Uh, I love it. But uh, Jason Invictus, but he eschewed that name and named himself, made sure that everyone understood he was, his sobriquet was Tenderheart. And so this killing machine ran around also healing people. I think he cared to heal more than kill. Raised someone from the dead, supposedly. I don't know. Those seems like min- those seem like minstrels' tales. Well, I've seen things that will be tales, and so have you. I'll admit, I. I still can't explain what I saw, twice. I can explain what I read about Jason. I don't think we'll ever be able to explain it. Oh wait, sorry, uh, GM correction. She was not there for the Bazard fight, so she. No, no, no. She was only there. She wasn't to the bring back, but the healing. Yeah, she of the only girl. saw the yep. first healing. Okay, Import, yeah. important point. <clears throat> Although she has heard about it, of yeah. course, since then. I know. I told her about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is awkward. So I'm just going to make it not awkward. And with that, she, because she, she was eyeing it and like, yeah, do I really want to get in there with clothes on? No. And she drops her top and then, and then slides in. Titus goes, follow suit. Yep. And for the first time unobstructed, you can see her, uh, you can see the play of muscles underneath her skin. Scars, anything very noticeable? There are some scars. There are some scars. Titus says, obviously. Uh, you have you have more. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair, you have more. Uh, two in particular. One looks like what should be a deadly blow underneath the left bottom rib, mm-hmm. and the other just must have been a monster shot. Like somebody took a great sword across her back and tried to flay her open. Those are the two that that really stand out. And then for mine, obviously that and the chest from Wishley. I'm like. I'm sure your scars have stories as well. They all do. Um, you feel the the sweet lassitude of it. Well, first, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to make I'm not going to make you make a con check. You you, you rough it out. Yeah. You get you get in these very <gasps> you get you get in these very <laughs> <Yeah>. hot springs. <laughs> probably everybody watching has been in. Yeah, just yep. way too hot. Um, yeah, I get in like a complete pussy, but I'm sure she 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 laughs. She, yeah. she laughs. She kind of t- oh, actually. I'm there's one for luxurious things. There's almost a <laughs> from her. The closest you've heard to a titter. Yeah, not one for luxurious things. This is quite the. But oh, God, it's, it feels good. It is a luxury. Just wait until it works its magic on your muscles. 
soaks all the way to the bone. I, I love every part of it. <sighs> I actually found this by quite by accident. I was telling you the truth when I told you I'd never been this far north, but not by much. Although it was winter's back now. <sighs> and she just, she sinks back, she sinks down a little bit until she's and ties up his arms out and be like, I'm surprised about how much truth you've been willing to tell me. Comes back up, sits a little closer to you, arms arms out as well, mm-hmm. languid, with a... This is going to sound funny, Donnie, even though you don't have the skill of insight, uh, at least for now, yeah. write down that you have proficiency in, in Lady Vale, and... Roll a Lady Vale insight check. What would it be? Just a plus two? Uh, plus two minus one. So you have a net, a net plus one. Okay, so that is nine. Oh, not, oh, no not advantage. with advantage. Just, okay, yeah, yeah, with just ten. nine. Her body language, because this is this is going to be pretty, pretty upfront. She's not trying to hide it. Her body language is something you've never seen before. Maybe in time or under a different circumstance, Nalishly is the only other female that you think you could even imagine doing this. So she's moving without a care in the world in terms of her personal safety or her ability to protect herself. And at the same time, she's moving with the grace and even a hint of softness that, that a woman has. But there's no fear. There's no fear of attack. There's no fear of anything. Just just relaxing right now. Yeah. Titus is obviously still quite nervous because he's never been in a hot spring. Or, like, you know, <laughs> just like, when does he get to your bones? Yeah. <laughs> still kind of burning skin. And for... there's like my skin is matching my hair. There's silence, probably. <laughs> there's silence for a long enough time you begin to think that you either forgot your question, has fallen asleep, or... Choosing not to answer, and then finally she draws in breath. Do you want to know what it was that convinced me to ask you to come here? Yes, I do. The healing hall. Yes, the way that you picked the boy up. When we were leaving Pullocks without hesitation. Yes, the way that you buried the man in a 40 Cersei cloak who was not one of your retainers. You didn't even know him before then. Didn't even see him fight. He was dead before we got there, before you got there, any road. And yes, although I shouldn't admit this, I have pondered the question that you put to me, Titus Metellus, about whether I would see bows or smiles. My answer, for the record, by the way, if you happen to be a secret follower of the Third Light, it's both. But in the context of all of that, it's the healing hall. In all my travels, I have seen wonders. I've seen slaughter. I've dealt. I've dealt in as well. I've gone farther, probably, than any proper lady of the old empire ever has. 
I have never seen place that plebeians can go to, that those ridiculous, weak creatures Kithki can go to and receive as much healing and grace and compassion as they need. They're stronger than you think. Mayhaps. And they will always surprise you. But you don't charge them coin or food. You don't you don't have them trade their freedom or safety. In the old empire and leftist regime, it's common practice. Someone on the brink of death or even just not having a time, they take what skills they have and they find a master. They willingly sell themselves into slavery. None of that. I don't even understand how your ridiculous city functions. You'd have to ask Livia. That all costs coin or effort or something. How? You spoke of slaughter and taking life. What yeah. is the thing that brings you back is the compassion that makes life worth living. And that's what our currency is at the state of our city. There's death, there's destruction, there's so much horrid in this world. Here at least we can give each other back that slavery to ourselves. And we can at least take care of each other in a way without title, in a way without obedience or discipline, but compassion. Without titles and obedience, we have chaos. A little bit of chaos is a lot. But it works. You don't need to have these rules. I they know their place. Yeah, but they are more than willing to do whatever they like within they? my place. I've had commoners. I've had Kithki children trying to touch me. I've had... That means they like you. I've had people trying to steal hair that I've shed. It's ridiculous. You do have quite interesting hair. They used to take mine, that's why I always keep it sides pretty close. Don't want the kid to be able to reach up and get it. They'd have to They'd stand have on to each stand other's on shoulders. Each other. <laughs> we both yeah, she laugh. laughs. No, she she laughs at that. Yeah. God damn you, Titus Metellus. Yeah. I know a city is something that a lot of people would damn, but I love it. That much is apparent. Kithki a lot like your terriers back in Leptis. But they're so loving. I hadn't realized the Leptis terrier had made its way all the way up here to Germentum. There's been a few. They point down my chest and I'm like, saved one. Cost a lot more than I thought. Just that burn mark from Nilishly. Who did that to you? Do you know the construct? Maybe you have not met her. She's very tall. I saw her. It was her. She was born out of the ground from a very odd night, months later, from some god. A potent will worker made her then. No. In another part of the in another part of the known, she would have been called a golem. I wouldn't call her that. They've been using the word construct. We've heard ways to use this before. She's a vessel of a god. Construct. She doesn't understand nearly anything, but also everything at the same time. Not only God I know. That's one of the gods of the Kuand. Very interesting. So, basically, 
She came up. I tried to speak to her. She sprouted out of the ground. Similar matching clothing such as us right now. And uh, left his tail, began to run up, and I knew that it was going to scare her, so I got in between it. And the shock of power just strength through me and hit me. But she was just scared. Wait. You ran between that thing that sh- of whose capabilities you had no idea and a leptus terrier? It sounds... That's what you were guarding when you were sorely wounded? A dog? Yes. I think you're even more absurd than when I met you. Yeah. Cash will tell you I'm the most absurd. Just about all of them. Aside from Merrick. And then what happened? She wasn't executed. She attacked a she attacked a patrician in his own city. That should have been her head. And whatever she is. I also did something quite foolish. I one of many. Yes. A growing litany. Do I need a scroll? <laughs> Rutilius already has one if you'd ever like to read it. If not, Olivia absolutely does. Catherine, I'm sure it does, but I'm sure it'll be meaner. The other two might be more favorable in the future. After defending her, after defending that little dog, (laughs) splashes some water, gets the the hair out of the damp hair out of her face. I decided to protect her because she didn't know anything. And I went in between her and my grandsire. Ignorance of the law is no defense, Titus Metellus. You know that. Ignorance of the unknown is no law. I had to protect her. She was a vessel of a lost soul I helped return. She was a gift, and she just didn't know it yet, and I wasn't willing to throw a gift away. On Spryer, there was truly a soul trying to go back home, and I heard her cries, and I knew the field, and where she was born was where that soul went to rest. Here, I have something cool to show you. And he reaches back in his pack and he pulls out that little shovel and he goes, watch this. I'm going to take up and fling whatever and just make it look like it's absolutely nothing, like a full shovel full. And I'm like, this is just maftable thing, this little stave. You can plow a whole field with it one day. It came out of the ground right by that soul that was only looking for a boy. That crude little thing. Yeah, yeah, try it. She takes it. If this is actually an empowered item... This will have to be... Oh. <laughs> it's like digging through air. You can put it through rock, mineral, water, shield, base. It's amazing. Can you put it through a body? I'm not one to try. No. But that's an interesting idea. Hmm. She flings it up <laughs> in, a, in a sharp parabola. It comes down. I like things that grow. I don't like to plant bodies as much as I like to see things grow from them. I like that shovel, that field that she came from. My foolishness to protect a dog and to protect a construct of a god that has nothing to do with my people. At least you understand it was foolishness. I still haven't decided if your city is haunted or blessed. (laughs) With my foolishness? I think a bit of both for that. Bit of both for that, no doubt. No, I mean the abundance of fish, the strange spice called nutmeg, the the absolute 
amazing soil around Yarpo. Those creatures don't exist south of here, all of it and more. That was my grandmother. And I think the blessing is the only thing to ever make Titus Invictus love something is her. And his love was enough to make this city keep going as much as it has after her passing. And you, who publicly worship war and privately worship love, you didn't you don't go to the to the services of the sixth light, only the fifth. Why not both? Or why not? Why? I'm going to tell you something that not a lot of people know. I'm sure you may have heard about my father, Falco. Uh, yes. Have you heard of my mother, Portia? Uh, not Lady, but Portia. I've heard almost nothing of, almost nothing of your dame, no. Your father was assassinated, yes? In the keep, no less. Second of the second. Huh. When he second was the second. Yeah, Julius, then him, then Livia was first. Born. Oh, your sister was born before you. Yeah. She always holds it over my head. A good thing she's not a man. Good thing I'm taller than her. She can't hold much of anything over my head. Aside from her being able to read better. And write better, but the ruby of the light of that love. My mother became distraught after my father, and I started to remove her apothecary's givings of what was to be her comfort. She couldn't keep going without him, No, I think she was able to go while he was around. I removed her from that addiction, and it cost her her life. I killed her. No, you didn't. She killed her. Her choices. You did what was right. Perhaps. But I don't believe so. But that is that love, that six light. It's the one thing that I know about being a Vaughn. They all love. They never like to show it. So you play a fool, but you have the pain of tragedy. She reaches out and drags her pack over. Yeah. I don't like to say I play a fool, but... Hand some Arpo jerky over to you. Thank you. I think I'll call him fruit tart, you know, kind of like set up a picnic. Charcuterie of the nutmeg. A charcuterie <laughs> yeah. of a nutmeg charcuterie. <clears throat> yep. She says, I think, I think I want to take a nap under the sun. Let this heat soak in. My gods, it is a beautiful day. And with that, she pulls herself out, just bare except for the tiniest bit of small cloth, and then rolls and lets the sun soak into her. Yeah. I kind of stay in the tub a little bit longer, and then I'll get out and kind of do the same. Okay. More time passes. You share. She tells you more of her travels. You share with her. Yeah. And more of your history. And what of your family? Your father, your mother. Just shakes her head. And instead counters with the first time that when she went, that she sailed to the Isle of Macaria. And what steel did you bring? <laughs> and he immediately is just a mm-hmm. 100% focused mm-hmm. on that. And she actually tells you a little bit about the process of how they make, how they make Macarian steel. On the firewalkers there, forge it in the 
forge it in the fires of volcanoes. I knew. I knew it. <laughs> it's something to do with that volcanic rock. I yeah, was trying to go there when I was a young man. I was captured well that plan. The city was in a bit of an uproar. But then, and I speak in perfect cavalier, of the wonderful things that I could have seen and those things that I learned, and those things that I could always feel, and those that brought me here. You see her, you see her straining. Yeah, foolishness can teach you a lot. And I say that in a common, but Radara. My, tra- my trade tongue isn't so good. It's the only thing I'm really good at. Hmm. Not as well as it goes for languages. I know someone you would get a, get along quite well with. And Leptis Regium. I wonder if you'll ever meet her. You probably will. I don't think anyone in Leptis Regium will get along very well with the Vaughn. You might be surprised. Indra Starstep certainly has her own mind to her, even though she's technically my slave. <laughs> technically? A legal fiction. I do that so that she's not harassed. She's from the Emirates. Oh. It's better that they know that she's mine. Yes. People can be quite brash in capitals, especially in larger cities. The only place that I could... Her back is up against a tree now, and she still hasn't put her clothes back on. My... My Aerie, he had to stay with that massive merchant of yours, Philodemus. It's the only place that could house him. Quite a silly man. Quite a, quite a man. I was thinking about... Well... Tell me. His house, his mansion, it's the only proper one here. He actually wouldn't be that out of place in Regium. Nor would he. I was actually beginning to negotiate a contract with him. Buy one of his rooms. Can't hurt to have a foothold here. You're always welcome to have a room in the keep. She doesn't answer. It's becoming quite crowded. Especially with Jerem and Katrin and Merrick. Trying to basically watch me when I'm sleeping sometimes. I have to remind him that he has a wife and she wants to have him have another wife. Kithkit, very different. Titus Metellus, why did you agree to come here with me? I was curious. No. No. You were reckless. You see my hair. You know what I am. You know what I could do. Yes, you're a powerful man, but you're still too young. You're not in your fighting prime, and I am in mine. I've had, what, a decade more of experience than you in the field? Do you know how much chosen flesh hardens during that time? how powerful our sinews become, how we can learn to draw upon our essence. You saw what I did to that Utini giant. You know what that same strike does to a man? Usually goes through them. Well, if there's not a dog on the other side, I'd have to be worried. Why would you come with me? I think you care more than you let on. You took a terrible risk by being here. Most of my life has been all of terrible risks. I love that. You see her body coil. Risk is worse than regret. You see the muscle play under the powerful muscle that's almost equal to your own. Mm. And everything, every all the other things she said, you know in your bones are accurate. Mm. 
I put my hand like on her shoulder and I'm like, it doesn't feel too tough, even a decade more. When you touch her, it feels like velvet over marble under your fingertips. If I killed you right now, I think you'd regret it. I would be granted anything I want in Leptis Regium. And there is something that has nothing to do with coin or station that I desire very, very much, Titus Metellus. That I desire with my heart, which is a dangerous thing. What is that? They would never know. Utini could have attacked or an advanced scouting party. I don't think you'll risk it. There'd be no risk. It would be difficult. I would overcome you. At this point in your career, just as your grandsire would still overcome me. That's how it goes. You see her eyes change to a pellucid blue chill thing and then with the with that beautiful exquisite emerald still dancing underneath though yeah i'll lean her real close and i'm like but you'd regret it and a kiss on her cheek and move back (laughs) you see a soft arabescence rise up in her cheeks you can't win not just me against Regium and in the fullness of time against the Empire you know your city yes it will struggle and yes it has an enormous esprit de corps like iron even like iron like what the legions used to be when the Empire conquered the Emirates and conquered this entire continent yes I'll give you that much and that's a lot mm. but even still you are 4,000 they are 200,000 and counting. You don't have a chance. I think you said it, and everyone else in the city will say it too. I'm a fool. But that comes with a lot of luck. And I've been sitting here waiting when you ask me for whatever it is you want, because all men want something. No one, no one opens their heart like that for nothing. A fool does. Is it mere prurient drive? Mere lust that brought you here? Are you that stupid? Now you sound, sound like Katrin. I am stupid. <laughs> but I don't want from anything more than to just be myself god damn it she jumps up and she smacks the tree are you okay she looks at you and she walks she starts pacing she's shaking yeah i'll slowly follow her but i'm not going to like run up on her You see her look to her saddle with her gladius there. Look pointedly back to you. I don't think you'd be able to make it look like you, Tini. You couldn't cut out my heart. 
Make a persuasion check. Oh, shit. That is a 19 plus 6. 25. Oh, shit. (laughs) The hot dice. Effable. Stupid. She starts to walk toward you. Absolute. Plexing another closer. Mm. Moron. I like fool better. You feel... It's less hurtful. You feel her, her chest against yours. She looks up. Just go for it. There is a moment where you can feel this coiled, this tremendous coiled violence inside of her frame. And as she stiffens, and then slowly unwinds, or rather brings you into her coil into that violence, into that passion, into that maelstrom of emotion that you now understand. And remember, you are not an insightful man. Mm -hmm. You now understand and can feel her in a way that you've only ever felt Livia. But of course... Very differently. Very differently. Whereas that is like a beautiful, perfect, synchronized light. Mm -hmm. This, This is a flame. And, this uh, is a, a bonfire. And I pull out into her ear and I go, you wouldn't cut out my heart, but I'll give it to you. <sighs> Cold as ice. <laughs> Eventually, the two of you wind back up in, or make your way, make your way. You, uh, you fumble your way. Fade black. Over, <laughs> you fumble your way over to the pool. And... As you, uh, as you join, and she's pulling herself, pulling herself into you, on pulling you into her, on biting at you sometime, digging her, digging her fingers I'm into bruised. the back of your neck yep. with like, with strength, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I mean, even now, Donnie, even now, she can beat the shit. You're risking your, well, you're risking your life because honestly, she has a praying mantis. She has leverage on you and she could probably snap your neck. Yeah. Praying mantis. And the two, (laughs) I don't want to risk it. The two of you continue, you continue this dance, uh, long into the night. And with the dawn, it's one of those things that, that a first that the that the kindling, the first kindling of one's great love, because remember you're still a teenager, mm-hmm. you're still young, you're the hardened. Longest thirty three years. You're an adult. <laughs> the hardest sixteen years. Yeah, yeah, but you, your heart, you've never given your heart to someone before, mm-hmm. and you wake up during the dawn. You see her now, and through this whole thing, you guys have not put clothes on. Goddamn. <laughs> that chosen skin, we don't get cold, I guess. Uh, Jeez, Louise. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I mean, you're around the steam. Yeah, that's you're, right. You're around, you're around the steam. You're also both hardened warriors. Yeah. Uh, there's been, there's probably been some, like, uh, some, some fur hides mm. that you slept in. 
the cloaks. Yeah, the cloaks. Uh, she does have a bed. She does have a bedroll. Yeah. And before after I know that she was completely asleep, I want to take off the ruby of my light and kind of like put it around her neck without her noticing until she wakes up. Okay. Now, important point: is your candle joined, or is it two separate pieces? It's two separate pieces. Okay, so that's why iron, I pull up the iron. So the iron yep. candle, and then the and then the wick is ruby, or is the ruby standalone? The ruby standalone. Okay. Yes, yeah, the iron candle, and then the ruby is a separate one, but it's it's small, but it's like one of the more precious gems in Jeremantrum. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. She actually does not wake up when you do that when you touch her. Darn romantic. <laughs> uh, um, are you alright? I'm. I. I'm not there. I'm here. What's up? Are you alright? I'm. The sun begins to rise in the east. She turns to you. Yes, I... It touches her emerald hair. That thick mane may as well be green silk. Maybe as May as well be Arbelan, green Arbelan silk. I am, actually. I, I am. And... As that green goes up, I want the sun for her looking into my eyes. The first time that the sun goes through her green hair, that white, kind of bluish eye, you finally kind of see it be clear in the green that it used to be. So now his eyes are kind of both of that green, just a, a trick of the light, but that'll be good flavor. <laughs> and in that moment, Donnie, there's a corona behind her of this emerald dawn and a flame. It's almost like she's wreathed in a gentle warming flame which, of course, can only last a moment because each each second the sun moves. Titus says absolutely nothing. He just stares at her. For the rest of your days, I'll just say this now as the GM, you, your character in that moment, will never see another earthly thing that... Radiantly beautiful. Like sublime. Oh. Never. I love it. Titus just takes it all in. <sighs> you also feel in that moment when when the two of you climaxed together that something shifted inside of you. And as you wake up this morning, you feel more. This has only happened one other time. You feel more of that chosen quintessence swirling inside of you. You're now level three. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone else had to fight, but holy cow. <laughs> he had to love. Oh, man, that's a good story, man. <laughs> Gosh darn. Love it. I, I could stay here. You should. And go back. Leave that town. <laughs> Leave that city. Come with me. I can't. You can? No. Yes, you'll be oath broken, but this. My heart is yours, but I love everyone there. And they love me, and I can't leave them. You can stay. 
You can choose your own life. I cannot. I do not have that luxury. I can't. Forgive me. Moment of stupidity. I retract that statement. It was dishonorable for me to ask you to leave. Of course, you have your duty. I, I thank you for asking me. I wish I could. You could stay. We can bring the city into the future. We can make this world more. It can be more like this. It doesn't have to be slaves. It doesn't have, it has, it could be compassion. They don't have to avert their eyes. They can just smile upon us. They will love you. Titus Metellus. I love you. <sighs> and then the flicker of his eyes go down to look at her chest to where I put that candle. She doesn't seem to have noticed. Okay. I like that. She does not seem to have noticed, Donnie. Yeah. This very perceptive, hard warrior does not seem to have noticed this chilling on her throat. Um, right now, her hair is partially obscuring it. Yeah. You can stay. Don't say that. Don't say you love me. The ones who say they love you hurt you the most. She gets out of the water. And she goes, I want to grab her wrist. Okay, okay. yeah, you, you stop her. Yeah, and then just slowly pull her back in and just kind of embrace her and be like, I know, but it's worth it. Pain and grief is just love that's gone. That's what hurting would be is if we're gone, if we're away from each other. I barely know you. She pushes away, but still holds on to your ribs yeah. with both of her hands. But I admit, even in the midst of the chaos of when we rode by, I don't know if like calls to like, if it was our bloodlines or fate or something else, but I know I had never seen you before, but I thought I had. It's, I'm not a poet. I don't know how to express what that was. I I assumed we were going to be enemies. All of my life I thought it would be that. For me not being born with your shade of hair. Knowing that I would be frowned upon by anyone from your city or your blood. But I don't like to think of uh, fate it wouldn't be this. You know that I have my duty, too. Your duty is to yourself, and so is mine. You do not know who my duty is, to whom my duty is, Titus Metellus. Reference my statement. You don't know me. I don't know you. Only this... This thing that sprang up between us different even from last night, growing in front of my eyes. You're a boy, but you are a fierce leader and a man, a dichotomy I do not understand either, much like your city. I'll admit that. I'm not as complicated as it sounds. <laughs> Neither is my city. I don't believe that. And I don't think 
You're in a position to know. This is all you've known. I like not knowing. It makes everything more exciting. I'll just say this. I've seen what happens when cities are sieged and they resist. And it is nothing that you would want to see happen to those people, to those, yes, fine, stubborn, resourceful people. What do I do, Neil? Put collars on my friends? Have them avert their eyes from me? You understand that this is reality, Titus Metellus. And if there is one ironclad rule of history, it is this. Power rules. I can't believe that. My great lady, love. That was not power. That was just letting go of power. That is what it is to be powerful. It's to walk away and do what you want and live the life you were meant to. She could have been the Empress. And she left with my crazy, gigantic, stone-cold, ridiculous grandsire. Don't tell anyone I said that. He'll cut my head off. I need the land, but I want you to come with... She shakes her head, what? Grab, grabs you, and yeah. tries to yeah. tries to get out. You have a home. I have to get you back there. And what of your home? I have, a, I have quarters, in Airy, in Leptis Regium. Beautiful. I sculpt, and paint, on the balcony there. Indra is my major doma. It's a good life. It's meaningless. Let's you're, go. You're not meaningless. She doesn't answer you. She starts putting you first. And this time, Donnie, she puts your armor on first. And so you stand there at tactical advantage, at significant tactical advantage. And then she puts herself even more out there. She turns her back to you as you put her armor on. And as I put it on, I just pull up that, just so she can feel it. And it's kind of a... She slaps like it's going to be some kind of twig. Yeah. And then... <sighs> what? And I'm going to push it back down. I'm like, it's a token of me. She looks at you and just... <clears throat> hmm. A reminder that you mean more to me than you do to your life in leptis fusion. And then just finish putting her armor. You feel her relax a little. And then the ride home is complicated, somber, but there is an undeniable pulse that has begun to beat betwixt these two people, these two chosen warriors. Uh, as you get closer, as that day goes on, you can see clouds gathering. You'll be back just in time for 
uh, probably the eve before awakening. Yeah. And as opposed to like leaning on that while she's walking, I'd be holding on to like her garter and kind of like guiding, having her guide me with Erebus as opposed to me looking like I'm guiding Erebus but walking next to her. Okay. Uh, she looks up. Storm's coming. It always is. The first little, a few, l- less than a torch later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the walls of Germentum rise in yeah. the east, the few, first few droplets start hitting. Yeah, I look up there and I'm like, you could have it all. Just ask. Don't go past the tree line yet. I'm not ready. I... Me neither. And then the heavens just coming down, pouring. It's not even averting, just looking up at her on the horse. A warm spring rain. Mm -hmm. Just pouring and staring at her, just us being covered in rain, just looking. Slowly, she reaches out to you this time, catches the back of your head, Mm -hmm. and pulls you to her. You can feel her heat. Her fury, which is barely contained, and unless unless you say not, the two of you are together one last time. I look at right before it. I'll be like, "You could be a fool too," and then kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. Where we will pause the tale. And now. God damn. The hot dice, man. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, this is where I will remind both the people watching and also my reckless player that this is a war story. And if you don't think I won't kill you. All war stories are love stories. And. If you don't think I wouldn't kill your character on the sixth episode just because you have promotional art in a theme song, <laughs> Clark will draw me another character, and Steve. I can be so silly. And Steve. <laughs> and Steve. We gotta put the boys back to work. <laughs> another, that's right. Oh man, but I played it well. Oh boy. And Donnie, as a final comment on the session. You have earned your group another fate point. Was it the Utini heart thing? Please tell me. I'm not telling you. Oh, damn it. I'm not telling you. That was so good. So you now have four fate points. Oh, as yes. We, as we wrap up here, I just remind everyone that that means that you are, in whichever way, shape, form, or fashion, one step closer to on a very long journey, but you are you have inched closer to whatever that glorious, mysterious fate is in the future. Oh, I love it so much. <sighs> oh, boy. So level three. Level three. Do we do everything now, or do we do it? Uh, are you feeling hot? <sighs> Might as well. Okay. All right. All right, roll hit points with advantage. Two that 1d8? Uh, die 10. Die 10. Die 10 for, beef, for beefy boy. All right. And you get a plus two for your con? Constitution is plus two. Okay, do it. Uh, so that's seven, seven. nine. Yeah. And all right, we got nine. seven. Yep. I'll take it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And on that note, everyone out there watching us, 
Thank you so much for giving us the greatest gift. That, that's why Katrin usually doesn't. Exactly. Uh, thank like you for giving us the greatest right. gift that there is to give, which is your time. Um, take care of yourselves out there. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And stay curious. We'll see you next time. Good night. Is that you, Teeny Harlow?